Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, September 19th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part one of a two or possibly three part space hosted by John Bloom. It's the Doquan Worship Club. Let's take a listen. When subjects like on, on the graphs and stuff, people seem clinically dead with like a, the cell phone hydroxyl compounds and garlic, and they say they like. There's a lot of stuff about it in like Ayurveda and stuff, and well, it's like, an but in it's Eastern religions, they use it as lowering spiritual vibrations. So I'm wondering if maybe. Well, it's let me lowering. tell you. Let me, let me tell you the effects. What it does. Okay, if you got psoriasis, any skin disease, athletes' feet. You know, if you got booty crotch or whatever you want. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a funny one. I got to joke around yeah, every that's now a and then. But, you know, <laughs> uh, what happens is you feel the effects after you get out for three weeks, no, three months. I felt like I was 16 to 18 years old again. I had so much energy. I mean, I was feeling so good. It was amazing. Yeah. And you don't have to do it again until maybe three months after. But the first time you do it, when you're a virgin, a virgin baptism of garlic, the second time you're not going to feel the same effects. You see what I'm saying? And we need to get a program. I'm telling you, this is going to work. And the hydro water is another thing is, is good for your health, too, if you drink it or even bathe in it. The hydro water. It's like a... a uh, what they call it? Fountain of Youth. Is that what you get at Sam's Club? No, no. They got a. Uh, you could buy one at Walmart, but they got certain ones you have to buy. It's called the. Uh, you want to make sure you get the more expensive one because the cheap ones that's on the market, they have. They actually make chlorine. If it doesn't have the filter thing that separates the thing. It's not going to be pure. And plus, you got to have purified water. No tap water at all. You got to get like uh, uh, spring water that you buy at the store and all. You know, if you drink that water, you want to make sure it's purified and filtered too. You get a filter how, thing. How are you going to how are you gonna deal with though? Uh, how does this help you deal with the moon bitches? The you know the the witches that are inside the moon. Well, I'm this is sure just part of part. good. This just is part of good health to uh, rejuvenate you. The garlic is really going to get rid of the vampire shit because they can't stand yeah. it. Look, I washed my hand. Like the other day I was in my van and I, uh, I, I got pissed off, you know, fucking bad spirits fucking with me. So I said, okay. So I start, I get some of my garlic 
and start washing my hands with it. And the spirit's saying, he's putting garlic on us. He's putting garlic on us. Because see, some of these spirits, if you look at your fingers, these are little fucking little beings in your fingers. Like, you know, you ever, you ever seen how they say Jupiter's here and this spirit's there and, you know, stuff like that? You know, on the, uh, the foot yeah, actually, scale, in the hand a, scale. We have an astrologer here. Um, Zara actually has some skill in uh, astrologic reading. Would you like to have her read your, your mind? No, I don't think she, she, um, she probably knows who I am. Probably. I'll, I'll be curious of what she's going to say. Well, right, I, I know of you. I know of your aura, but I mean, I'm not a mind reader per se, Safdie. I'm more of a pattern mm -hmm. recognizer. You know, we look at the stuff around us and we learn the lessons that we can. You know, you can use astrology as a tool for that. You can use uh, being asleep, meditation, what you see and what you feel. But really, it all just comes together to form one picture of the whole. And the more complete that whole image is for yourself, and the more intelligent and open you are. And I think Open Eye really understands that. I mean, that's why his eyes are open. So, yeah, I mean, it's all in his name. I don't need to read him. His eyes are open. That's what you need. Yeah. Open Eye. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to give an example. This is some scientific research. Okay. They took a lizard and they cut off his tail and they did they did a DNA thing where they wouldn't grow the tail no more or a tadpole, whatever it was. I forgot what it was. And it after 10 cycles of, of its life, it, it grew its tail back. So that this is the same thing with their research with the quantum entanglement with us, because we're supposed to have three DNAs, not two. And what they did was you only have one part of, of the angelic human and they mixed their part with us and that's that's your two strands which is the right hand and the left hand so and that's quantum entanglement so that's why we're, we're not that's why we're disconnected so if if we had both parts of us we would be superhuman we'd be able to read minds we'd be able to do telepathy we'd be able to talk with our mind we'd be able to do all kinds super healing super healing i mean no one would get sick you'd live forever i mean pretty much you know so yeah i mean the thing is uh these evil people <laughs> i mean they're so evil y'all y'all have no idea i mean it's it's horrible what they're doing to humans we're behind enemy lines, though. That's the main thing y'all need to know. Would you say that the average person is sort of spiritually possessed by them, or do you think even people that don't know about them might sort of have some natural resistance to the things they do? Well, they're part of us. Like, I'm going to give you an example. If it's me, say me, you, and some other people, like all of us, we're all different parts of like a god or goddess or whatever in, in our own right, you know. What they do is they take... They, they get our DNA. They split that. They they cut the uh, cut us in half, like splitting the atom, and then they connect their DNA with our DNA. Okay, and then what they do is once they grow, uh, start growing humans like that, they cancel us and they they steal they steal the powers that we have. So you see what I'm saying? They have the same powers you got now. Open eyes. Do you know how yeah. to pronounce my name? Uh, where is it? Well, who's talking? It, I'm at the top. The co-host. Uh, see if you see if you can pronounce my name. Coach. No, right next to him. Oh, the next one. The one yeah, with the, the thumb up. Yeah, the little boy with the thumb up. Yeah. Oh. Uh. See, Phil. 
There's no L there. It's a, it's a, That's not an L. Yeah, it's 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 Sefi, and um, so oh, what it stands for uh, is so you you're aware of the star within the star. You, you've heard of this. You you've heard of stars, right? So you you know that there's a star inside of the star, correct? Well, there's different layers of a star. I mean. Like there's a star inside of the planet. Did you know that? Inside of the Earth, right? Yeah, there's a star inside the Earth. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we have all of our energy, right? I um, I think. Well, it's a par- kind of- it's a parallel universe. Let me explain to you how I found that out. One day I was looking down in the Earth. You know, I could see underground. I could see through walls and shit. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna see how far I could see. I was like looking, gazing down in the earth and I saw the sun you know the core and then I saw the planets it was like weird like I could see Saturn man it was like that's when I knew because see they, they had these round balls and then I saw Saturn I said what the heck you know they got planets inside the earth and this was a weird dimension now I don't know what to call it a planet the solar system inside of earth or something whatever I don't know but yeah I mean that was I have no it's a parallel universe but I don't know what to call it yeah it's hard to figure out when it's you do sometimes you don't know if the if something you're seeing is truly your own or if it's something that they've put there um you know what I mean and I think um yeah I think it's it's hard to distinguish sometimes but all we can do is uh follow what we believe is truly right and just do our own research into these things you know Mm. Speaking of research, uh, one thing I wondered, Open Eyes, is I can introduce this a little bit as well, but has anyone continued the work of Roger Lear? Now, if anyone doesn't know Roger Lear, Roger Lear was a, a quite a famous surgeon, a podiatrist. He works with the, you know, podiatrists work with the ankle, the feet, um, the tendons and the bones. They're, they're feet surgeons, essentially. Um, they, they take care of the feet. And Roger Lear was a guy who started getting patient reports of people who had, say, weird sensations in their heads and abduction experiences, and they felt that that maybe they were being controlled by something. And I think his first case was in the early 90s. He took a scan of a woman's skull who was complaining of these things and found she had a bit of metal in her brain, in, in the back of her cranium. And he took it out and analyzed it, and it ended up, I think, some kind of... Uh, synthesis of titanium and another metal, some kind of uh, chrome cobalt or something. And after analysis and receiving many of these reports, he managed to do a number of different surgeries and take out these devices. And he found that they had weird electromagnetic effects, um, weird kind of magnetic properties to them that seemed something quite alien and maybe relating to the kind of typical substances and constituents you might find in meteors. So he continued this work to his death, taking out more and more and more um, implants from people's brains and hopefully helping them as best he could. And then he, I think mm-hmm. he's passed away or maybe he was killed in about 2014. But after that, Open Eye, do you know if anyone continued his work? Because um, I, I remember reading well, his book, The Aliens in the Scalpel, and I remember listening to him on, on Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the odd night drive, but I never heard of the continuation of his work. Well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. I'm doing the work. Uh, I tried to get in touch with this dude, Steve uh, something, whatever. I forgot the last name. And he was working with- You mean mean Stephen Greer of the SETI 5 project? No, he's Steve something else. He's he's a big old fat dude. He's he's not, 
he's not doing shit no more or whatever but he he said yeah. he had a frequency machine where i could get the readouts because i want to go to surgery yeah. i got to get the readout and i tried to get a uh, mufon to do the same thing and they wouldn't do it so i tried to get him he i drove all the way from utah to come to southern california and he stood me up four weeks man he first then he said oh i'm gonna get me a new uh machine whatever and i told him about the i, I told him everything that i know about the simulation why they're doing the alien implant stuff the reason the really main thing is you know why they're doing it because Humans got frequencies like radios and everything, right? It's beaming all over the place. Well, now they can't control us with their frequency, like one frequency on all the humans. So now they got to come and put these devices in us to control the body. And what it does is it paralyzes you in the other dimension. I can't move. You know, and a lot of other people are just paralyzed. You can't fucking move. Now, if I put a Band-Aid, I put aluminum foil on top of the uh, implant, and it stopped it from working. Now, I need to go do it again. And uh, But um, I have to get it tested to see if it stops the frequency. So I need to get that frequency machine to do experiments. Like, uh, what's that? Uh, a Faraday cage. You know how Faraday cage works? It stocks all frequencies. Well, you could get a suit. You could get this fabric that the government's selling on, I think on a eBay or whatever, or Amazon, where you could make a, like a, a robe, you know, and I could wear it like a robe, like all over my body like that, but everybody's yeah. going to look at me like I'm crazy, right? So it's yeah. like, oh, Fuck man. Fuck but it. If it, it's a I need to write on. I need to write on the front of my shirt. I have alien implants. Beware! You know, put nuclear radiation on it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, make them really look. The, yeah, fuck but, what uh, think, man. Like it's the the functional effects is best. Like fuck what people think. People yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is I need to do the research on the uh, implants before I get them out because Dr. Roger Lear said when you take them out, they quit working. They only work if they're in the body, you know. They, they, they interface with the biology. Although, although when Dr. Lear studied it, he did say that they could have um, magnetic and ele electromagnetic effects emitting radio frequency waves and stuff. But yeah, maybe it, it works fully when it's fully um, synthesized with the biological flesh. It doesn't work properly when it's removed. So you can't really tell what it is unless it's actually in the body and you can scan it. Yeah, I keep on fighting them. I found out I was disabled and I could bite them. Uh, and oh, what can I, I do is... a question for you. Where, where are you right now? Oh, I'm in California. I mean... Um, I mean are, you, like, are you outside? Or are you in the... I'm in a van. Uh with you know my windows down or whatever um, oh, okay i think that there's a lot of road noise coming in you, you is your air conditioner working well i could go back i could get back i'm trying to charge my batteries but i could um yeah hold up give me a second i could go back here but um I am starting it all over. I mean, Mufon, I, I told Mufon, I says, you got to be kidding me. Y'all not doing this research. You got to be kidding me, dude. And I told him, I says, look, I'm going to start my own alien implant removal program. And I pretty much said, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck Wait, you. You're going to do this in the back of your van? No, I'm going to do the research and I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to try to get GoFundMe uh, money to, uh, oh, you know, the GoFundMe uh, page. 
Yeah, and I'm going to get a grant writer. I need a couple of people to help me with. I mean, I need a grant writer to go ask the government. says, look, we need money for alien, re- actually, uh, alien uh, implants. Katie here, you might want to uh, follow Katie. She actually has um, really good English skills. She can write grants. Uh, she's not a pure alien scientist, but she, does, she knows enough to help you, right? Katie, uh, you have, can you tell us your, uh, your skill set, your, um, your resume? They might be trying to block her, though. Seth, you did the thing again. She's a, she's a gentle forest creature. Yeah. Well, we need to get a team of people. Look, dude, I found the biggest discovery. I, in Southern California, they have two alien uh, beings that's carved on a mountain, and they got a white Caucasian dude with a hood on his head like a Jedi. Okay? I need a team of researchers to do that, man. I got so much stuff I want to do because I found something at Mount Shasta, too. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Open eyes. We have uh, Dr. Carey came up. She actually requested specifically to speak to you. Uh, she actually has a PhD. Uh, she has some expertise in this area, right? So she, she's probably written some papers, some thesis uh, papers, you know, and she might be able to help. Yeah. So, so what exactly do you need funding for? Something about frequencies and, and, and capturing aliens? Well, well a, no, we, we, we're going to uh, I'm gonna form uh, an alien implant removal program where uh, people could call, it's gonna be like a hotline, you know, to call and then we, we find the resources for uh, mental health to, you know, to deal with the trauma of being abducted by aliens. Plus, we're gonna have resources where you get x-rays, you know, uh, ultrasounds and all that stuff and uh, get a doctor to do the surgery like Dr. Roger Lear because no one's doing that. I mean, they had a group of people uh, starting a medical, it's called medical coalition where they're trying to train doctors like, hey, this is real, this is a real thing. You know, uh, you need to treat these people normal because yes, they've been abducted, you know? And so it's starting to grow with that system too. But I mean, but we Do need you know start. people who have been abducted by aliens and and suffered trauma, like personally? Yeah, you I, might I, have been I, abducted, actually. I yes, I have been abducted, and I do have alien implants in me, and they're trying to fight against me because one time uh, they stuck a rod like a pen, size of a pencil lead, two inches long, inside my neck. Uh, you know, I could feel it going in my neck. It's like, oh man, it's just, it's like a shock collar, you know. If I try to fight them, they could just press the button. It goes, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, they got technology out of this world. I mean, and I found something underneath my uh, leg the other day. Like it looked like a um, a half an inch uh, by a quarter of an inch, maybe. Uh, like a little tab. I mean, I found that too uh just recently so hey so uh i have an idea i have an idea um hey sefi you know that you know how they have like ghost kitchens right when like you know when the the restaurants are done you can like rent their kitchen out do you think there'll ever be a time where you can have like ghost hospitals where people can like come in use the equipment and like get out clean up and then the hospital takes it back oh you're saying like we just convert like a, a small operating room that nobody's using and run a small underground operation where we bring guys in well, that have been implanted <laughs> and then kind of like tune them up and send them out. 
Right, but that, that's potentially. I'm just, I was curious about the capacity. Can that be done theoretically? Can we, you know, can we find this guy the room? Rooms, maybe, you know. Well, we'd have to do this really under the radar. I mean, we'd have to have like little, um, like underground um, operation going. Right, Open Eyes can probably find these people in his van. Hmm. Uh, you know, maybe uh, provide some membership cards. We bring them into the hospital. We do the usual workup, the ultrasounds, the imaging studies, MRIs, whatever the right. And then we we find these devices. And then from there, we move towards the um, the slow, like, de-implanting of the entire human race so we can fight back. We can bring this militia back in line. We can uh, take down some of these, um, I ask these you a question. tactics. Yeah. If, if Open Eyes provided sufficient evidence that he'd removed, say, um, 50 different implants from people's skulls and he had them in little Tupperware boxes and he'd done full analyses of them and the, the patients could verify that they'd been removed from them and there were videos and, and documentation of all of this surgery and it actually happened, like for real, it, there was real proof in front of you. Would you be able to allocate like a room of the hospital and a permanent surgeon to do this stuff just out of a kind of a research curiosity? Like, would that be a thing you could, you could, you could delegate or manage as a kind of interesting thing if there was sufficient funding anyway? Yeah, I would have to, I would have to go to the, the, the administration. I would have to maybe, uh, maybe run for a official post myself, right? So we can get at the highest levels. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, the government, um, largely has been incompetent in this uh, effort to fight the aliens. They have been, uh, I don't know, there's been suggestion that maybe they've been somewhat co-opted. I think they can be converted back, though. I think if we get to the highest levels and convert folks back, I think we could get there. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, we need a group of people. We need, uh, you know, certain people, a grant writer. You know, we need uh, we need doctors, psychiatrists. We need uh, in see the uh, the 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 with the health coalition thing. They already made that. This is a brand new thing where they're trying to actually do that to get help. You know, yeah, tell I, was in, I was in Twitter spaces with them uh, recently, like a week ago. Well, I have. Uh, yeah, I have a funding idea, by the way. I think we can um, make an NFT collection with like 10,000 like JPEG uh, PFPs on them. And you have to buy the NFT to be, able, to be able to get into the network. And then the network will secure the facilities potentially. And the NFTs could be a fundraising tool because NFTs are really popular. And the people that are in NFTs would absolutely also put money in a GoFundMe. It's kind of like a, just another version of GoFundMe, right? So I feel like that would be a good uh, way to raise funds here. I was just thinking about um, the mechanism of alien implants. <clears throat> and obviously we know a lot of them have like electromagnetic uh, frequencies being emitted. And I've recently been looking into like um, polarization in both the electric universe and in like Gilbert Ling's ideas of water and structured water and energy and bioenergetics. And it seems like it would make a lot of sense <clears throat> that one implant could really change a lot. Obviously, it could be being used to transmit information, but just by throwing off the uh, natural sort of uh, charge and magnetism um, and polarization of the body, it can really do a lot to our brains and our the way we think about things. So do you think there's an element of mind control in this stuff, Open Eye? Well... I've been using some frequency things. Uh, I go with three, three, six, nine, five, twenty-eight, whatever, and I would put it in my car, 
you know, and let it go off all night. I did that last night, and uh, it didn't hurt. I didn't get a headache because I had it further away from me. One time, I got like a bad headache. And if you use other frequencies, it could actually cancel out the other ones. Because the other, Dr. Roger Lear, okay, the earth is seven, the body is seven, okay, it hurts. Okay, that's like real small. And then the alien implants are running like 14 plus, between 14 and 15 hertz. So, but if you have a net, uh, uh, say a belt, you could make a belt that has a frequency, you know, uh, you know, higher than that. But the problem is, we got, I gotta have, I gotta be able looking around and be looking and saying, okay, is this working? You know, or, or not? You know, uh, or you could have the Faraday cage of uh, fabric, like a a suit. It's like a, you put this suit on, and it, it's it's got wire mess and it's got soft. You know, on it, it's wrapped with like a sandwich. Okay. You have the outside is fabric and it's all one color because I found out each color has a frequency and you don't want to wear uh, two different colors because it fucks up your frequencies, you know, just yeah, like is the best color. That's why um, I can't remember who was someone only wore turquoise, one of the guys involved in this for about three years of his life. Uh, I think it was the implant guy, the researcher for that. But um, yeah, I think currently. white white uh a white or silver would be the best colors to do it in because the nordics the humans that's you know humans that's nordic the white nordic people with the white hair i saw them with white suits one time i saw i saw uh the demon one that was in utah they had black suits on the little the little demons like three they were like little small demon children and they were wearing blue, you know, so. I was just sorry to go back to it, but you were talking about like the Faraday cages, obviously to block like EMF and stuff like that and the clothes for it. But I was just thinking, um, if you have an implant inside you, for example, or you suspect that you might and you put on one of these and it's a total sort of, it's, it's at least quite effective at blocking the EMF. What that would yeah. do is surely it would keep all of the frequencies inside you and then they'd be bouncing around inside you like amplifying it in some way do you worry well we have to test we have to test it okay what you do is um you have to have a frequency machine you know to see if it works someone have to put the suit on you have to see if you get any more frequencies from your foot but then you'd have to have a a frequency machine that you could put inside the body you know stick it right by the uh the thing you know right by the implant and it would have to see if it's you know working inside the body yeah you're right about bouncing like this frequency might be bouncing around all in your body yeah, yeah. but i thought about all that you know oh, open eyes where are you traveling to in your van by the way oh, I, are you on a particular mission are you working what are you doing well, my next one, I'm going to the uh, place where they got the, uh, the two alien carvings of um, the weird thing is these things. You could see it from a mile away. The whole mountain is carved in. Oh, which yeah. which mountain are we talking about Devil's Peak or I'm talking about around Mount Whitney area. OK, sure. 
but I it would look if you tried to find it, you would never find it. <laughs> you would never. And the weird thing is, when I saw the lion, okay, at Sedona, this is how it works. It's weird how you see things. It the lighting has to be just right. It was like five o'clock, six o'clock in the evening. I'm on top of uh, uh, Mount Shasta uh, airport area. Okay. And I'm looking around, see what I could see, you know, and all at once I see the lion face, the whole mountain is carved out of the lions, man. You could, it's real beautiful. Like the main it's whoever carved that lion out. It was, must've been, whew, it's like Mount Rushmore stuff or whatever. And I showed, uh, let's see, 10 different people. The one lady couldn't see it. Everybody looked at it. Oh yeah, I could see it. And then one lady, she couldn't see it. And everybody said, look, it's right over there. They were pointing. They, you know, I was so glad that they saw it because every time I'm somewhere and they got people, I always make sure that they could see it too, that I'm not crazy, you know, or you, prove that I'm not crazy. On Mount Whitney, are you talking about the, uh, it, it, it's like, it's like spiky. It's like a rock, like a spiky rock area that, that shows a face in the, uh, basically in the middle spike sort of. Well, I'm I'm saying it's a. I don't think you know how big Mount Whitney is, dude. I mean, the whole mountain range is huge, you know. So, but I'm not gonna tell you exactly where. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you exactly where it is because. Uh, I want to get a team of researchers to, and when we start doing the research, we're not going to tell nobody what it, where it is for a while. They're going to have to sign an agreement to say this. No one's going to know. I'm not going to tell nobody that I'm not going to make money off of this or whatever after, you know, after you leave the group or whatever. Yeah. You know? You're going to want, you're going to want your team to sign uh, non-disclosure agreements. Yeah. Before yeah. They come on. And then, Real quick, do you, in your opinion, does do the devices need to come out or can they be kind of neutralized in the body with maybe some type of um, electrical shock or something that like nullifies the uh, devices that, that might be inside people? Well, um, thing is, I don't know about the devices if you could do electrical shock like that. But what I'm saying is, you got it's gonna have to be a wire mesh where your body could breathe, you know, oxygen. The bad thing is a lot of people don't understand when you're sitting there not talking, you're not breathing oxygen, bro. You're actually breathing oxygen from your skin. Did you know that? I don't think a lot of people know that, but uh yeah. So open eye, uh I shared I pinned a tweet at the top, I even tagged you in it. Is that the face that you're talking about in Mount Whitney? You it's the second some. one from the left. The second one from the left at the top of the space. I don't see nothing up there. Wait up. Oh, shit. I don't see nothing above us. Do I need to go down uh, where it says number six? Uh, so it's the second one from the left. Oh, there it is. Okay, now it showed up. Is that the face that you're talking about? No, it says... If we turn off the medical system, all the homosexuals would be. <laughs> no, I don't see. I don't see nothing up there. Oh, that's shared by someone else. I don't know. Um, all the way to the left, but then, like, when you get all the way to the left, you just go to the right one time. Oh, oh, oh! Pull it to the left. Yeah, all the way to the left side. 
Okay. Uh, okay, I got to do it. How many times I got to do it? Oh, okay. Hey, make sure you pull over. If you're doing this while you're driving, I don't want you to crash your car. Uh, no, no. Oh, pull over to the right. Okay, which one is it, Coach? Are you the one that's sending it? No, oh, that's posted by Luke Kwan. I'm seeing a whole bunch of stuff. I'm, I'm, I didn't know I could move these things. Uh, the dog rescue of the dolphin baby. I don't know where I'm finding. I don't know. No, you're not gonna. To tell you the truth, you're not gonna have. You're not gonna no, know no, where. No, you, you're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side. That's that's just the second one from the right. So you got to go all the way to the beginning, and then just go uh, inward once. Is it William Blake? Uh, no, no. Um, so you were on the opposite it, side. Yeah. It's low that yellow, and it's got a um, it, the up okay. On top. Okay, now now I found you. Hold up. Yeah. I gotta press this. Okay, it's got snow. Oh yeah, I see it now. Okay, wait up. Um, is it the face you were talking about? No, it's the whole mountain, bro. I mean, I don't. Um, is that Mount Whitney? Uh, yeah. I don't know if that looks like Mount Whitney. Mount Whitney's bigger than that. I mean, it's a part on there. Oh, it's just a part of Mount Whitney. Um, let me see if I could blow it up. Yeah, well, it's got you don't, you don't want to blow it up, right? Well, I'm trying to blow it up to see what it is. Oh, I could see some beings, though. Yeah, they got a whole bunch of beings in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, they're, man. They're turning the stone. I could actually see, if you do a zoom in, you could see like a shadow around the mountain. That's 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 invisible beings. If you zoom in real close, like that first one, the first one in the middle, the bigger one that's in the middle by itself. If you zoom in, you can see a dude on the top, very top. If you zoom in real close, you can see these shadows all around him and shit. See, a lot of people don't zoom in on stuff. That's how you see these things. You know? And if you look on the, on all around the mountain, all these are invisible people on top of the mountain itself. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, man. I like that. Yeah, but, um, and another thing is Mount Shasta, dude, the other thing, the light, see, the lighting has to be just right to see these things. When it was like a half a moon, I could see the, see this, um, this, uh, invisible wall, whatever it was, and I saw people in it, and one dude tried to jump over the wall, he couldn't jump over it, but it has to be an inner earth passage, or something there but it's deep in the woods i don't know if they have any roads to, that you could get to it so i'm not gonna even worry about that one until later i want to do this other one that's in um because i could get to it i, I did a, i've been going driving back and forth to this place but i haven't went out there to you know check it out because they got bears and cougars out there you okay. know for you to do all this traveling right where like uh, you're not working anymore? You said last time. Where are you getting the funds to buy gas and everything? Keep your van going. Well, I can't really tell 
too many people what what's going on with that, you know? You've got like a like a fund or something? Yeah, I got money coming in, but it's ba- it's barely it's barely enough to make it. You know? So but you know, I'm here to save the world because if okay, if I didn't tell people what's going on, what's uh when I die and leave Y'all still going to be blind. I mean, I'm here to change the timeline, change the future. I could, you know, I'm changing the future. If I, you know, if I do the alien implant removal program, and I have to do it because what happens is they disable us spiritually. Even though I'm a half a man, you know, half a person, I'm still fighting back, you know. And the weird thing is that proves my, uh, how they doing it is because all the implants is on my left side of my body to disable me. These implants disable you. <laughs> you can't freaking move. I mean, a lot of people that get abducted, they, they, uh, the only thing they could move if they do see anything, their eye, they could see these people, but they can't move. The only thing they can move is their eyes. Their, their body's paralyzed. Okay. So, I mean, it's real. It's very real. Yeah, yep. I think, uh, keep, keep up the big fight, brother. Yeah, I speak for yeah. us all when I think um, we, we don't need to justify yourself to us or to anyone. We hear you and, like, just, you know, well, you know that eyes movie, wide open. Yeah, you know that movie, uh, Metrics, how uh, Morpheus is looking for that dude, Neil? He, yeah, they don't tell y'all much about the person that saved them in the beginning, you know, that had the same powers that Neil had, but he was the one saying someone's going to come one day, you know, you got to find him, you know, and that was the thing. And Morpheus was, and the thing is the, uh, the article lady told Morpheus said, you're going to be the one that's going to find him, you know, uh, and the weird thing is, one dude found me, and I was like, I thought he was the Morpheus guy, you know, in the movie, and he, you know, but he's really not helping me like he should be helping. It's like the government's paying him to shut me up, you know. They're trying to stop me from disclosing this stuff, you know. Yeah, they tend to do that with a lot of things, like with Reich. They they sent him to prison and burned all his shit with a. Oh, there's so many. There's so many cases. So that's why I asked about your uh, safety because it actually is very hard. Um, if you want to genuinely change any sort of system, you have to be prepared to basically lose a lot of things. Well, I w- years ago when I woke up, I ran into some devil worshippers in Georgia and this freaking priest, I found out it was a Catholic priest. He sent me to Georgia. He he was talking telepathy with me and that was the first person that ever could do that. To me, you know, to me. About that. I'm sorry. The devil went down to Georgia. Yeah, and then he said, go to Rome. And he said, he gave me a secret name. He said, like he knew my name. He said, go to Rome. Because, see, I remember this name long ago, and uh, it's like a past life thing or whatever. And then uh, he said, go to Rome, you know. And uh, it's like Peter. Remember, he said, Peter, go to Rome or whatever. And I said, damn, I'm not going to Rome. But then he started talking, uh, you know, I wasn't going to Rome, Italy at all. I ain't no way I could do that. And then he started talking. 
He said, I'm going to uh, Georgia next. So I put them two together. And I didn't even know they had a Rome, Georgia. So I looked on the map and there's Rome, Georgia. And Highway 27 goes all the way up to Rome in the book of Revelations, the 27th book. And my mother died on the 27th. She was born on the 27th and she died on the 27th. So that, it was like, wow, man, this has got to be, I got to go find out, you know, curious. I got curious, you know, so I drove yeah. up there camping, you know. And I saw spirits following me in the clouds. I was going 75 miles an hour, and the, it was a horse, you know, half a horse or half of a, you know. Uh, they were transforming into all kinds of stuff. And, did you, uh, you felt scared or more like positive emotions? Like, how did you feel about the spirits that you felt were following you? Well, they were good. I mean, I wasn't getting attacked by them or nothing, but they were following me up there. But and then I found Mount Zion. OK, that's in the book of Revelation. It says the host of God is going to be standing on Mount Zion, you know. So I pulled off and camped there first, you know, and then I ran into the devil worshipers after that, you know. So, yeah. And. If you ever heard of spontaneous human combustion, guess what? Human flesh burns on fire. <laughs> no shit. And they're after me now, too. That's why I'm in a van. It's not because I want to be in a van, plus a lot of demons and bad spirits are in homes. So I can't live in a home. And I got to sage my van and use flamethrowers in my van all the time, you know, or torches, like newspaper torches. Yeah, I'm fighting a battle. And I found out how to kill them. <laughs> yeah, or, or I could hurt them pretty bad. I could Wait, bite them. Do you share that information uh, just in case we come into contact with one? We know how to kind of, you know, battle them. No. Well, what you could do, you get a big stereo system in your house. And when you leave your house, if you don't have pets, you could do this. But if you got pets, you don't want to do it. You uh, you you put a high frequency. Uh, I tried uh, 528. That's a pretty good high frequency. Uh, and it would run them spirits out of your house. Put, put your stereo on, you know, like a pretty loud loud you know put it in make sure you put it in your bedroom mm -hmm. and then you turn that frequency on when you're gone working or whatever or you go shopping turn that shit up loud and it's gonna shock it's gonna shake the foundations of your house and if you got any bad spirits guess what they're gonna leave and if they know you fucking you know gonna fight them you better have sage and freaking flamethrowers and get rid of all your curtains or whatever because uh as long as you got a you could actually have a faraday cage in your on your bed you can make one so when you're sleeping uh none of these frequencies could affect you you know uh i think it, it could be a market man you could actually sell you could actually build a Faraday cage around someone's bed and they might actually pay for it, you know? I think the thing about Faraday cages is they're very hard to make fully secure. Um, like really a, a true Faraday cage has to be like its own room, you know? It can't be something that you could send in the post um, and it's very heavy. 
but I think you can do things to um, to act similar, similar in a similar way. Um, and this is sort of unrelated, but some people put uh, like silver sheets uh, underneath their bed, like for like grounding to the earth, and maybe uh, they say like the flow of like ions means that you sleep better, and people notice a difference. I don't know if you've had a look into that overnight, but it sounds like maybe having that sort of grounding to the earth away from the home may be protective against these things, do you think? Well, they have screening. They have uh, the cheaper way is probably to get copper uh, screen, you know, the screen, like metal screen, like really thin. It's all woven. You wrap that, like if you got bed posts, okay, the only thing you got to do is wrap it and tack it with like little... Uh, a little tack, like a little, you know, uh, what they call them, a thumbnail. You know, one of these little thumbnails. Mm-hmm. Tack it onto the wood. You don't have to mess up your uh, bedposts that bad. I mean, wrap that metal, uh, f- you know, thing, and then take aluminum and put aluminum on the inside and outside of that thing, and you got a Faraday cage. I mean, make a little door, you know, and put it. You gotta have to put it underneath your bed too. I mean, it's really, it's, it's not going to damage your bed that much. I really, I mean, uh, it's really simple. I mean, and it's really cost effective. I mean, I could probably do it for someone if they had bed posts, you know. Uh, but you can't use your cell phone in there, you, you know, or no, no uh, kind of device. I mean, so. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Makes a lot of sense. I heard some stories about some people, if you get in a Faraday cage, it starts making you sick. I don't know if that's all true or not. It's because you can't get your energy. I don't know what the hell, what what the hell they're talking about. I actually want to go in a Faraday cage because I watched a special where the dude would get nauseous and faint or something. I don't know what the hell would happen. I have a Faraday cage uh, in my house, but I haven't noticed any like nauseating symptoms or anything. It's it just like you just can't get any cell phone signals. You can't get, um, you know, but you can protect yourself from certain types of things like electromagnetic pulse, for example. So let's say, you know, the aliens or maybe just naturally there's a large X-class solar flare, right? I have a, a set of electronic gear that I maintain inside of this um, space that, like, I can uh, I, I know is going to be maintained. Right. I also keep a few things there, like, for example, the um, the you know, there's like some survival guides I maintain. I keep um, like certain types of tools, like, for example, uh, titanium based um you know forks knives and spoons right so you can uh you know you can backpack with them and such because you know when the day comes right when the day comes where um you know the big electrical hit takes place right you're going to want that copper uh bed post cage like you're describing maybe or or even just have a room if you happen to have a house right so uh yeah i think i understand what you're saying i think addy was actually where'd she go she disappeared. Yeah, Addie uh, was actually talking about this. She's like thinking about taking the bedposts and adding this like copper curtains, you know, with, that, that have this like lattice lace to it. It looks kind of nice too, don't you think? Open eyes, like it has a nice, uh, like beautiful appearance to it, like a shimmer. It's not a bad. It's not a bad decorating tool, but like you can basically block out most of the electronic signals if you're if you do it carefully. 
I got a really nice copper bracelet recently, um, made by like some South Africa, uh, South American, sorry, not not South African Hamilton Chong. Um, yeah. Yeah, but silver is expensive, man. <laughs> copper, I mean copper meshing, I mean. You know, doing aluminum fall on top of it, you can make it looking, you can make it kind of cool looking, you know, like uh, do some little art. You could cover it, you could cover the uh, aluminum up with curtains, like you said. Like you could get, what's in bathroom? Is it, uh, what's bigger? Is it cheaper for bathroom uh, curtains? Yeah, you could go to like Bed Bath and Beyond. Like, yeah, if you're saying that it's going to look maybe too technical, it's not going to have a nice, mm look for your home like your living room decor right you could basically yeah. cover you could take all this mesh but you can cover it in like regular curtains which actually has a different benefit because then like um the authorities don't know you have a faraday cage right you don't want everyone to know yeah and that you know what people with implants i think they need if you sleep with a faraday cage you can't uh you know i it, the implants might not work, but see, that's the scientific research I got to find out. I got to get in the cage with a frequency detector with someone, you know, pointing it at my foot and see if it's working. If it's still working, I mean, that's science. You know, we have to learn about the science. So in my mind, I know how with scientific research I got to do, but I don't know the outcome of it yet. You know? Yeah, you, you have to have about, like making a YouTube video and it this stuff like the people out there like you know doing like a bob dila thing you know saying hey this is how i create this this is how i create that yeah we're gonna do uh the open eye project we're gonna put out videos of the research uh you know a little bit at a time whatever and let y'all know how it's coming i mean and then you know a lot of people look people would call that number like crazy and says hey man you know I, I got abducted by aliens and see they got a thing wait they got this machine that you put on your arm and you could see your veins and everything i saw some new new age doctor shit in los angeles i think it is or or uh you, down southern california and it's like top edge stuff i mean major stuff and you could take it's like a, a flashlight you just run it on your arm and you can see your veins and everything in your body man so we could probably see implants have you been like um that. have you been probed huh have you been probed yeah, JK, you missed that part of the discussion. Yeah, we're moving on to portals now. Oh. The, the probing part, he described it being excruciatingly painful, even in the toenails. Uh, he's had some different types of uh, really unusual experiences. Uh, what about portals, Open Eyes? How, like, how do we handle portals? Well, there's portals everywhere. I mean, uh, you know... Um, I mean, one time, some people's van, I mean, in the spirit realm, your van, my van could fly, okay? Yeah, so I could run over some people in the spirit world with my van. So, uh, but uh, I remember one time I had my car and I had a vision. My car was all dented up, like it had dents, you know? And I had a little small fast car or whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, I saw these dents all over my car. I said, damn, I must be running to some people, you know. <laughs> and uh, But in the spirit realm, one time I fogged my van, okay, 
with Sage. And all at once I seen I was I got out my van just you know it was at nighttime I got out of my van, you know I grabbed my keys and everything in my pocket, and I'm looking at these people driving, uh, coming down from heaven, you know, and one dude's hanging on the back of the trunk or whatever. That's when I had my car, hanging on the trunk or whatever, and I see my vehicle just coming down from heaven, you know. In it, you know, and then it was like smoke. It was smoking and shit, and they crashed into the earth. And there's like, oh shit, <laughs> that's me. That must be me, cause I I was I saged my van like, you couldn't even see it was so much smoke in my van, right? Cause I wanted to I wanted to get these spirits out of my van, man. So I saged my van, you know, my car or whatever it was. So. But you could do a house like that. You could actually sage, but they would come back, you know. But the best thing to do is frequency, I think, because I was testing frequencies on these spirits, um, and I put it on one dude's. I, I seen a spirit that's in my van, and I said, you know what? I was listening to what he was saying, and he's not a good person, you know. So I put that uh, my cell phone right on top of his head <laughs> with the frequency <laughs> to see what would happen. And he must have been quantum entangled with some of these other other assholes that's out there. And they were they were like begging. They said, oh, we're going to untie you. They were looking up at me. I guess they were talking about me up in heaven. And they, we're going to untie you. They, you know, because I had it, you know, I was, I was going to kill them with this stuff, you know. And uh, so frequency do work. Yeah. And the weird thing is, you know, the Montauk project, the yep. problem is they needed someone like me that could see, because if you can't see what's happening in the parallel universes, your, your research is, is full of shit. You know, you, you, yep. you need someone like me to see, say, I'm gonna give an example, the CERN stuff that they're doing, all right? Or any kind of experiment with anybody doing, if y'all don't have me there watching you do it and looking out there and seeing what the spirits think about it, you don't have a, you don't have the inside. Uh, I'm like an inside trader. Yeah, yeah. You know? You're operating blind otherwise, aren't you? You, they're, they're they're using their instruments and their their normal human analytical faculties, but they can't see with open eyes. They can't see what's actually happening on the spirit realm. Yeah, and. That's why I need to join up with the CIA as a scientist or or the go U.S. government and says, "Look, man, y'all need me, dude. If you if y'all don't uh, uh, get help from me, I mean, we can't fight these aliens of the moon. We're we're having a look. We have other humans that's out there in the universe that's fighting against the moon devil. You know. Yeah. Um. Have you been in a space with us with Hamilton Chong or no? Do you know of Hamilton Chong? as well um no i just started doing this stuff because i've been trying to get the word out I ah, okay well you know you know roger lear and his removal of alien implants so he was focused on the removal so so the alien implants themselves the metal in the skull and the cranium has a destructive spiritual effect but hamilton chong is a south african guy who's quite interesting who we've got to know lately he's focused more on the opposite side of the equation so he's interested in protection so he's come up with these interesting ferrite organite rings, which are like, I think the way he describes them is as helical EMF protection cages. So he has this theory that it's not only the whole body that emits this EMF frequency as a wider field around the whole body, but it's also each limb. 
So he has these these EMF frequency shooting cages that that look like uh, I think they look like wrist wrist almost like you know like one of those um, what do they call them the um, the ankle bracelets or the wrist bracelets. They're these metal ferrite organite rings, and they project a magnetic field, which is a kind of de facto Faraday cage to protect the influence of all these demonic energies and things. And he's got this interesting uh, project now where he distributed them to all his friends and family and um, did a kind of a trial with this, this technology. And he's found that, that they've, it, it, it's that, like he's had these widespread reports that they feel way less interference, like on a soul level, and they see much more clearly now. And it's this, this sign that even if you don't have an alien implant, there are these waves constantly going through our head like all of these spiritual energies and things, demonic energies constantly interfering with us. You don't need um, an alien implant in your skull to be affected by this stuff. You know, it's, it's going through us all the time. So any of these technologies are quite interesting. You know, R Roger Lear is dead now, but, but there are other people out there. I think you're one of them, um, Open Eyes, but also Hamilton Jong. It's, it's like, it's, it's good to see well, all these people working on it. The Faraday cage, I want to get in there and, and see if my mind can see things because I think I could look past the Faraday cage, okay, without the frequencies. See, what what it is is when they're shooting you out down with all these frequencies on top of the earth, it stops our mind from communicating with each other, you know, mind communication. So if you're inside the Faraday cage, because, see, I, I, I remote viewed uh, the CIA with Time. And I got three hits. I seen a nuclear bomb blow up in the vision. I said, wow, man, that was like freaky. And then I laid down and did it again. And uh, I saw these, um, I, I was in a hangar, okay, in this shed. It was like a 10 by 10 shed in a hangar, like Air Force place. And they had this, um, this black fabric that was like turtle shell. You know how the uh, diamonds on a turtle shell is? It was all, it was that fabric. So I went inside the building and this woman had French curls and a bun on her head. She had her hair up with French curls on her bangs. So remember psychic women, get your French curls done. You might be able to, uh, you know, do some more work. Uh, that's secrets that I found out. So women, y'all need to get French curls. <laughs> you know, one French curl by your bang. And she had a poncho. Hopefully Katie, Zara, and uh, Carrie here can uh, get their French curls taken care of. Uh, they I might be able to contribute. Because then they'll contribute more to this conversation, probably. Yeah. Well, I'd they like can to... use their psychic abilities better, too. Uh, it's a mm -hmm. secret that I found out about this psychic girl. And she had a poncho with the same material, but it wasn't big, you know, diamonds on it. And she had it over her body, but not on her head. And she was getting messages. And the dude with the big glasses, bald headed, he was like bald headed. I think it was the looking glass project I was looking at. So they were getting messages and he was typing it down on, on a wall that was in there and I could see these words. Like they were getting messages. And it was like, wow, man, that was pretty cool. I think um, there's a lot of different ways we can sort of connect to the psychic realm and such. And I, I do wonder about how it's passed down in blood because like I find that there's certain uh, groups of people that tend to have more psychic abilities, for example, um, I know this uh, black Danish woman, Heidi, and she is very, very intuitive and in touch with everything. And she she understands the same sort of things as you open eye. And um, I also know a lot of Berbers uh, from the uh, like the Atlas Mountains in North Africa who have that sort of connection. And like most uh, of the small Berber villages, they still have one sort of psychic um, 
who can sort of say when things are going to happen, whether it's births or pregnancies or storms or anything. And um, I think it's, Frank, I don't know why you laugh react at that, my friend. But um, anyway, I think it's um, in my blood because me and my sister both, um, I think we haven't tapped on that potential yet, but I think we've both definitely got something there in terms of, um, I think creativity is the base unit of it, but also just a perception of the world. Do any mm. of you think you have psychic abilities as well? I think I do, but open eyes. Do you think there's part of this that is is somehow born or genetic or destined? Or do you think anyone can train psychic abilities? Like, do you think it's nature or nurture? Yeah, I mean, the thought, I mean, um, I did some weird stuff. Here's another good one. Go around a railroad track. Okay, you got to understand, the railroad track, you got to feel energy. If you go around a tree, the same thing. You go around a tree, and you, you, everybody got a tree, hopefully, around y'all. Go around there and put your hands out and see if you could feel the energy around a tree. And then you go to a railroad track, because it's connected to the earth, like ley lines, and it's going to have electromagnetic field around that railroad track. You go up, do the same thing. You try to feel the energy. And once your mind starts to uh, develop this sense of knowing, it's going to get bigger and bigger. And you keep on doing scientific research, you know, like I was doing. And then you learn more and it's kind of, you know, it's like take one step at a time and then see if they got 14 steps up there. Most people that starting is at one and two. I'm like, I done went so high. <laughs> I'm like yeah. at the top of the stairway, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I know what you mean. I, I, it's quite interesting as well. I don't think many people have actually sat next to a tree with their their top off or, you know, with bare skin and really felt a tree with their hands. You know, most people have walked past trees their whole lives, but haven't actually interfaced with one and touched one. I remember when I was in India, there are these beautiful trees called banyan trees. I don't know if you guys have seen them. I think Sefi knows a little bit about India. Um, they're these massive trees that just kind of expand horizontally to infinite levels, um, getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more sophisticated with, you know, hundreds of, of trunks and stems. And they just become these big sprawling things that can go over acres and acres and acres. I think um, one of these inventors, I think maybe Thomas Edison had one at his house as well. Um, in, I think they have them in Florida and a few different places as well, not just India. But I remember um, I spent a day in India sitting next to a banyan tree with my, with my top off, with my t-shirt taken off. And I just put my back to it and I closed my eyes and I let myself connect fully to this banyan tree. And it was a marvelous thing because like, I'd never really done it before, but as I did, I started to feel these electrical sensations kind of moving from the bark and the tree to my skin. And then eventually the, the sense of like groundedness or merging. And then it was almost like my own being, not just the, not just the tree, but my own being was descending deep into the earth. And and like rooted and I felt myself, it was almost like I fell deeply into the earth myself, almost like I could, I could skydive or fall into the void of the earth, this, this deep, deep rootedness. And it was like, I was feeling the energy of the tree, just connecting down infinite depth into the earth, being at one with the earth, this, this, this deep grounded energy. And, um, I had this sense of also a whisper, a kind of a language of the tree transmitted through this electrical energy. And it said something like, you know, everything is well, you're safe, like this, this deep, earthy, grounded energy. And that was the stage at which I realized these, 
these plants and these animals and these trees, they're all alive around us. It's all consciousness. It's all energy. It's all emitting a spiritual frequency. And it's all open, all fully open-hearted to speak with us at any time. Um, I think that's what you're talking about, open eyes. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to open your mind up to something that no one knows and then you find out if it's true or not, you know? So... Yeah, yeah and you I have agree to do experiments. I've written about that before as well. And you have to um, do experiments, right? Like, sorry, Zara. Can you meet yourself, Open Eyes? You've got a little bit of interference. I was going to say, I think Open Eyes is right when he talks about being a scientist. Like, for me, being a scientist is doing your own experiments in consciousness. It's like, it's, it's being aware of the world around us and, and putting our hands on the sand and closing your eyes when you're standing on a beach or on the ocean and, and really feeling the, the energy and the presence of the sun or the ocean or a tree or anything else. And it's, it's interesting how we spend our lives walking past these things that, that constitute our planet, like the, the plants and the, and the trees and everything else, and yet we don't feel into their independent life, mm. their, their consciousness, and we aren't willing to open our heart to maybe communicating with them. I think it's, it's sad. The, it's, yeah. At the top of the page, I actually posted briefly uh, the banyan tree at uh, Lahaina in Maui, uh, yeah. which is uh, in the Pacific. Uh, it, it's a tree that deserves like a certain type of tropical climate. Uh, Lahaina happens to be mm. super hot, actually, uh, on that side of the island, the west side of the island. So yeah. it's kind of a famous uh, example of a banyan tree that's been there for quite some time. No, they're fascinating. They have a very, um, I think each tree has a unique energy too. And these have some of the most ancient kind of primordial um, grounded energy to them. And I think it's it's also the reason why in India they're so revered. You know, the the monks, um, I think even even Sefi, uh, Sachi Sai Baba and his, his like past reincarnation, um, really respected the banyan tree and spent a significant amount of time underneath them. Even in Sai Baba's ashram in, in Prasanti Nilayam, um, it's, it's, uh, there's a massive banyan tree spanning like half of the campus just near the ashram um, main temple. So it's like a lot of the ashrams in India were built around these for a specific reason because they have a kind of a cleansing, healing and alive um, grounded presence to them. That, that ripples out, not just within their proximate boundaries, but also in the local area. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, what you said about uh, all different plants and animals having their own energy signature is so true. And um, I think everyone listening, however skeptical they are, next time you go out to the park or somewhere, just find a plant that you like the look of. Like, don't think about it. Don't think about the colours. Just look around and walk towards whatever you like and what interests you and then when you're there just stand just like i don't know a meter away you can touch it if you want or just stand and stare at it and just stare at it until your eyes and well, until until you don't feel like staring at it anymore and you know let let all other thoughts drift away don't think why am i looking at this tree what because some person on twitter space told me to don't think oh are other people going to see me and think i look weird just look at the tree and think and think about what you're witnessing and think about and what you feel when you look at it. And then from there, if you do that to everything you see, you'll have probably a new perspective on the energy signature of plants, I imagine. Mm -hmm. The way I see it is, is when you are around a tree or um, even a very old rock or any, any kind of thing that is organic or rock or anything like that, there should be a sense that you're, you're meeting an old friend after a very long time away. Like if you can sit next to a tree 
and maybe take your t-shirt off and rest your back against it. And you can have this sense that you're resting against a very, very old, ancient friend who you once knew and you're meeting again, you're communing again after a very long time away in separate lives. This, this sense of reunion and, and meeting again and friendship, um, just, just that, that simple sense can really open you to a new experience and a new kind of language in the communion with the tree. Well, one time I put a talisman on a tree <laughs> and it came to life and it, it came out the ground. And one thing's weird, whatever's above is below and whatever's below is above. They have a these three dimensions that I know of. So if there's trees where we're at, there's trees that's under the ground and there's trees above. And I put a towel, I'm not gonna tell you which one because you gotta be careful. And when you put a talisman on them, you better move away from the tree because trees can eat you. I'm not joking. And because I was, I was trying to fight these spirit realms. And I said, you know what, if I could just free the tree from the bondage, you know, and give him a talisman, he might attack him. And he did. And the spirits were saying, get away, get away. And I'm parked right by because I know the bad spirits are around me. They were saying, get away, the damn tree's alive and shit. <laughs> the tree's going to eat us up. And the tree started eating people up, man. I'm not joking, man. It's, <laughs> and uh, I probably shouldn't be telling people this because, <laughs> but it's, I'm going to leave one day, you know, and I'm not going to come back and, you know, one day someone's going to say that they could see like I could see, but you're going to have a lot of posters. You got to believe, Yahshua said the same thing. He's going to say, look, a lot of people is going to come in my name and say it's me, you know, and they're not me. It's just going to, and I, it's yeah. true. It's already happening. His prophecy of that. And I'm telling you the same thing. Some people are going to just read my book or read the stuff I said, and they're going to say that I'm him, you know, or whatever. So don't mm -hmm. believe these people, you know. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing as well is, is the people who pretend to be you or pretend to be um, somebody who can see. The only people who listen to them, though, are the blind people, because for anyone spiritual who has a level of wisdom and openness and they operate at this higher frequency of awareness and their eyes are open there's instantly a, a heartfelt resonance between somebody who is really a truth seer and a truth teller and your own being. It's kind of like there are two guitars in a room. And if you play one note on one guitar, there's a vibration of the string and that transmits across the room. And then the, the equivalent and equal note on the other guitar starts, starts vibrating as well and makes a ringing sound itself. And it's the same with the spiritual transmission overnight. Like when I listen to you, there's a feeling of, of the recognition of truth in my heart because I have that that instrumentation, that that higher wisdom and that openness like you do. So I can tell it, it resonates directly to me, which is fascinating. I think Yeah, open eyes. I, I find your uh, I find your humor fun too. It's like you have this interesting way of like laughing about the world. It's just like when I hear you laugh, it makes the heart sing. It's very fascinating. Mm. Yeah, but the thing is, y'all. I'm a cold-blooded killer. I'm not going to joke with y'all, man. I'm, I have, you know, I found out the sorcerer of the moon. You got to understand these aliens. He's got like a hundred thousand years on me of knowledge, or even more than that, maybe a million. And I had to learn. I had to learn by watching and seeing. And one time I couldn't hear this woman. She said, help us, help us. You know, she was looking at me like, what's wrong? And then she started to tell me all at once I lost the reception. 
You know, I couldn't hear no more. And I started saying, okay, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to read their lips. If I can't hear no more, I'm going to read their lips. So I started reading lips of the cloud people. Okay. And then you could see this hand going in front of their faces when they're trying to tell me something. Right. Mm. So I knew they were trying to stop me from learning about what was going on. Something was going on. And there were, there were bad spirits in these clouds. Okay. And that's what I found out. So, but look, when you're desperate and you got a spirit grabbing your leg, stabbing you in the back, you know, I was driving in my car one time and I felt something nudging on my back, you know? So I got laser eyes. I, I go behind me and I point and I, I press the trigger and I throw them. I try to throw them out my van. Yeah. Well, as I do that, this dude screaming, he, he, he pulls this dude out of my body. Okay. And he's flying. They, they're flying up in the air. Cause I threw them both in the air and he's screaming. I'm not generate. I'm not generate. So generate <laughs> is trying to possess my body. And what they do is the only thing they got to do is sit down in the seat that you sit in and then you sit down on top of them, you know? And that's how it works. That's how easy it is. Uh, so what I've been doing is I've been putting coffee. I get a box of coffee and I sit in my, my passenger yeah. seat and I put it in my driver's seat. And I said, time for uh, time to fill up your asshole with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and sometimes I put some shit. I get a, a <laughs> I put shit warfare on their ass. I mean, you know, I pour piss and shit underneath my van and all that shit, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm a, I'm a, you got to be a heartless motherfucker. I'm, look, I, it sounds like I'm a nice guy. I am, if you're good. But if, if you're evil, dude, I, I'm going to find out 10,000 ways to kill you. Okay. Open eyes. What, what kind of vibes are you feeling here? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling like uh, we're good people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And y'all, y'all probably the best people I ever ran up on that's uh, really, uh, you know, you, you know, y'all not a bunch of uh, what they call people going around burning bridges down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Like, yeah, we're not we're not close minded. None of us. Yeah. And if someone here is close minded, you know what? The leave button is in the top right of your screen. Press it. <laughs> I love a woman when you got spunk in you. <laughs> yeah, she's got those curls, too. Like Sarah. French girls all around. Her. Hey, look, just remember, women, you got to roll your hair up in the bun right at the top of the crown. Of, you know, with, I think the crown is right there, like that little spiral there. And then make your French curl and try to do some meditation on that. Because I learned this, this lady's got to be working for the CIA because one woman came years ago when I first woke up. And I don't know if they did mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's going to be the one to tell us all, you know, kind of thing. And uh, so she's sitting in my back of my van, no, my car, I mean. And I'm listening to this woman talk. She says, I'm with the government and I want to tell, you know, this is exactly what she said. And I'm with the government and I want to tell you that you're going to write a book. Uh, you'll be on the radio and you're going to be on TV and stuff. And that everything that you're telling the, the world about what's going on, uh, me and some others that's in the government, we agree. You know, we, you know, we agree that we want you to do this. 
and she pretty much says, but they got some others out there that's bad, you know, in the government. And it's, you know, secret, secret stuff going on. And she said, don't worry about uh, them killing you, you know, because at the, that time, long ago, they were killing people that anything, if you was disclosing anything, they would kill you, just shut you up, you know. So, and that's one reason why I didn't come out and say anything. I just started coming out three years ago, you know, right before the uh, that daggone uh, COVID thing. And I was on the radio and I said, look, man, I got a feeling we're going to have a war and it's going to be biological. It's going to be nuclear and it's going to be a fake alien invasion. Well, or a regular war, you know. Well, two of them already happened. The, the biological thing. And now uh, the thing with Russia and, uh, you know, Ukraine, that's a conventional war. So, but it happened a year later, you know, and then I talked to the people on the radio that says, yeah, we remember you, you saying that. So that's the only really prophecy I ever said about anything, but on the radio, whatever. So I was thinking of the haircuts, like the Princess Leia, is that a uh, French curl, Dr. K, like the big? princess leia bun would that work that's pretty cool but it's not not necessarily french girls but i i do think princess leia would work why do you want to role play with that type of shit (laughs) yeah but it's only y'all it's only one french curl that's on your bangs where your your temples are right oh i get it it's only one only one just to cover the temples you can't have more than well i think it's kind of like an antenna your hair is like an antenna, and when it's curled like that, I think it uh, makes your psychic power where you can see better, remote viewing, or you know whatever. I've been trying to uh, open eyes. I've been trying to explain this to Katie, but um, she refuses to acknowledge this idea. I, I don't know why. She's close. Maybe she's close to she this idea. But yeah, she's close. We to don't this have idea, bangs anymore. Well. I would love for maybe, you know, three or four of y'all just to do a, a scientific research together and keep together with each other and says, hey, man, let's put our hair in a bun, you know, all the hairs go up, make our little French curl and let's see what we can see. I mean, I, you know, remotes viewing the CIA, it was kind of fun because it was secret shit. I want to find out some stuff, you know. Uh, now the aliens, you got to be careful because when you remote viewing, you actually leave your body. So you better make sure you have a knife. Remember, you always have a knife in your hand, in your left hand, not in the your, right. During your remote viewing, not a real knife, but one in your mind. Yeah, a real, a real knife in your left hand. <laughs> oh, you hold a real knife in your left hand while you're remote viewing. Yeah, yeah, because. Uh, Lot sometimes remote viewing is leaving the body and you go places, you know. Like I'm gonna give an example. If a fish a fish swallows you, okay, or a snake swallows you, or something swallows you, and he doesn't chew you up, he just swallows you. If you have the knife, you could cut his belly out and get out and come back to your body and says, Oh shit, that was close, you know. (laughs) You know? So Mm. if you die if you die out there, bro, you're dead. Can I ask you a question, Open Eyes? Just an unrelated one that I'm curious about. Go ahead. Um, re- remind me how old you are. You're you're an older guy, right? You're 56. Yeah, I just, I just hit 60, man. Yeah. 
Okay. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm a younger guy. I'm only 22 years old. So I'm like a third of your age. Although people seem to think I'm older for some reason. But I'm, you know, I'm looking around now and I'm on my mission. I'm doing my work. Um, I'm training in my field and stuff. But one thing I'm very confused about is women. I have a lot of uh, women interested in me, you know, in real life and on Twitter and different places. But I'm not quite sure how to pick the right woman for me. I'm, um, I'm, I'm a bit confused about the right kind of girl because there are beautiful girls. There are, there are kind girls. There are motherly girls. You know, there are lusty girls. There are professional girls. There are spiritual girls. You know, there's such a wide variety of women available. I'm, I'm not really sure which one to pick. Uh, what, what would you say to someone like me who is trying to find um, a, a woman to, to breed with? Like, w what should I look for in a woman, I guess? And how should I select the kind of woman I'd be with? Okay, what kind of field you working in? You got to look at that. Is she going to work in your field? You know, yeah. or not, like if you if you know the future that you're going to be scientist like I was, you know, you want to find a scientist, smart girl. I mean, look, skin, the outside looks skin deep. I mean, I can't stand to be around a dumb woman. I can't. Yeah. I would kill myself if she's dumb as shit. I mean, she has to be educated. Yes. I, if I have to educate her with all the science, like remote viewing, you know, like all the stuff I'm doing. I mean, sometimes it's better to find a woman that's already there, you know, because mm. you don't have to now, now we know, so much. Now we know exactly who Addie's been looking for, Coach. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm every every woman will probably think I'm crazy, <laughs> but the scientist women. No, wouldn't. sir. No, sir. Uh, open eyes. Uh, we know of at least one woman who would definitely think you're not crazy. That she has the exact same ideas as you. No, it makes sense. You have to be you have to be on the on a similar spiritual level, or at least they have to be open to it, so you can teach them easily. Because if there's such a deep difference between you, it's like having two completely different frequencies, and they're just never going to match. And yeah, you probably might want to kill yourself if you're with such a woman. Yeah, and another thing is you don't want a woman that argues a lot because. Uh, yep. If she had the bad thing is if she had a bad relationship and the woman see I'm a psychiatrist too I study psychiatry I, I love to learn about crazy ass people <laughs> you know I think it's fun to learn about stupid crazy people but uh, uh, the thing is you know uh, a woman that's getting beat beat up or she fought with her brothers like my wife she used to hmm. fight with her brother so she thought she could fight with her husband I says look baby I'm not your fucking brother I'm gonna knock the shit out you <laughs> you know you fucking hit me again yeah. like that you know and then then she's found out where she could just argue 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 and do the silent treatment argue 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 tr silent treatment shit it's like uh, uh this ain't gonna work neither I mean and if some woman's gonna argue about stupid shit and the next day she don't even remember what she was arguing about, I mean, that's stupid too, you know? No, it's a waste, we, waste of time. Yeah, yeah and it, it ruins it ruins you because what happens is you, you're gonna have a complex of women being like the next woman, like you're afraid, you're afraid, you're afraid of meeting another woman like this mm -hmm. woman, you know? Hey, Ann, uh, did you have a question for Open Eyes? You kind of came up and were hanging around. There's no pressure, but yeah.
Yeah, I know what you mean, open eyes. It's like um, women seem to be a deep product of their past and their childhood and their relationship with their brothers and also their past relationships. And to a large degree, you know, if a woman um, enters a relationship with you and she still has all of that baggage, it can't be your problem. You know, you can talk to her sternly, maybe once in a while you slap her face. And if she doesn't get the message, you just have to move on. Because, you know, if a, if a woman doesn't respond to one strong slap, like, you know, stop that shit, stop hitting me, stop, stop being fucking stupid. If she doesn't respond to that once, they're probably wasting your time. It's better to talk to a woman and start a relationship with a woman who is more open, um, who doesn't need that kind of violence. Yeah, but I wouldn't even slap her, bro. I wouldn't even let it get that far. Mm. You know, you could actually say, okay, you know what, Johnny Depp, he was the perfect one, man. I mean, yeah. that's the perfect man. Yeah. When he, when she, when that little crazy ass bitch, and she was doing that shit on purpose, man. She's a fucking crazy bitch. Yeah, yeah. When he, wa- he would leave. He would leave. That's the best thing to do. And leave and go in the other room, lock yourself in the bathroom like he did, man. That's the best way. Don't, you can't let it, you, you know, you, you don't want to hit a woman, period. It doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. could walk away and say, fuck this shit, strike one. And then she does it again, strike two. And it says, baby, if you do this one more time, I'm out of here, okay? Because she's a meal ticket bitch, okay? I mean, this is unconditional love. You could love a woman unconditionally. You could love a child unconditionally. But for a man, you know what women look for? The meal ticket, the money. Okay? They don't they don't love men are not love unconditionally. They are love because what you gonna do for me? What you gonna provide for me? You know. You know, that's the way that's the way this world is, man. I mean, I'm sorry yeah, to I tell understand you. understand where you're coming from. I think um Something that's good to think about is also like, you know, some women might be looking for the meal ticket. Some men might be uh, looking for, you know, all the stuff you said about. But maybe if two people are on the same wavelength, then they can just be able to talk about everything instantly. And then they don't have to get to that point of one hit, two hit. You know, uh, they don't have to be whining and nagging because normally when women whine and nag and stuff, it's built up resentment thing over time and they might not be good at communicating it but it's usually something that's always got a reason nothing is pointless men don't get angry for no reason and women don't get whiny for no reason like aggression for men is what whininess is for women and like they're both in negative expression of like their inner self and like you you don't have to be like that you don't have to let it get that far you can you can cut it out before it grows like so yeah i think um you don't have to live like that really oh plan what's good to do with a woman uh i thought this works pretty good planning trips planning a trip like a cruise planning to go to beach go you know planning you know have fun things to do you know i mean you have to do stuff with your wife or your girlfriend and it's got to be fun it's got to be exciting late let's go karaoke you know without you know you're gonna have to have a designated driver because you don't want to get a dwi or whatever you know uh have fun things to do you know yeah Uh, i've also noticed i've noticed that if you have a plan on the horizon like say you haven't seen your your girlfriend for a while and you plan a trip about a week ago about a month away in the future the the girl will be instantly pacified and happy and harmonious because she feels like the relationship is going somewhere she feels like you know in future we have a plan like the relationship is developing we're going somewhere i have something to be excited about 
you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, this trip, this event that's happening. And the relationship is deepening. It's, it's getting somewhere. It's getting closer and closer to breeding and marriage and whatever else. You know, she wants to feel there's a kind of a movement, a journey, a progression there. And if she doesn't feel that, if it's left, you know, open, there's no real plan, then she's infinitely unhappy. So I've noticed that even at my young age, that's, that's like completely true open eyes. Yeah, I sense that even though you have a kind of a complicated life, a complicated mission, I feel like the the women's hearts in this room are completely melting. I can, you know, they're they're having a hard time expressing it because it's just complete silence. Well, I like the way he talks, man. Way, you know, I can't I can't even talk like Coach does. He's got cer certain kind of uh, speech and uh, vocabulary where one day I think you're going to be a good speaker. I, I tell you what, after I go, I would love for you to carry the torch because you are, you could explain things really good, you know. Uh, I think you have a future in some kind of, you know, something big probably bigger than what you might be thinking of one day um but but yeah the you know talking to a woman planning fun things with them it's exciting and yeah just like what you said it, it's really good in the relationship that you do that even if it's a month ahead even if it's a year or six months you know you know, it's good to do these things. I mean, you don't want to wait for a year to do it. I mean, go camping, you know, one month, you know, go do this another month, go to the movies the next month, you know, whatever. Yeah, Bloom, you paying attention? <laughs> I, I really am. This is yeah, amazing. take some mm -hmm. notes, man. I, I yeah. really hey, am. Hold on. <laughs> I want to. I want to well, say. I am, I am a psychiatrist, bro. I know how to. If I had a lot of money, I would probably act like I'm poor and just pick up women. Just uh, and says, okay, now I'm rich. Hey, let's go out and go on a cruise. You know. <laughs> Bruce, is this your dad? No, like, but seriously. open eyes. I want to say thank you for for the kind words. That's really kind of you. I like in my heart. I definitely want to help as many people as I can. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that yet. I don't know if it's going to be the same way as you, but I think it will be quite similar. So it's really um, validating and encouraging to hear you say that. Thank you, man. Y'all got to remember, though, I wouldn't go around hugging trees, okay? And you, I told you to go feel the energy yeah. around one tree and don't do it again because in other dimensions, trees do eat you. <laughs> I know. I think it's an interesting I mean, experiment. sometimes you, you don't mingle with a tree too much. I mean, I did the scientific, you know, uh, trying to feel them, uh -huh. you know, feel the energy. Balance. In everything, I think there's there's balance. And I think, you know, you can find something out. You can be a scientist. You can experiment. And you can find an effect. But then you can get addicted to that and you can fall into the wrong hole. I think it's just an interesting thing for people to try once or twice because I think most people spend their lives walking past trees but never really realize you know these are these are electrical animate beings with their own spiritual frequency <laughs> but to experience that once it teaches you everything and then you can move on and say you know i know something new about the universe i'm open to how things are but i don't need to make it a compulsion or like a sick habit hmm. uh open eyes could you share with us some stories of encounters with um positive beings like ones that told jokes that you had fun with any other stuff, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom. Something for balance. Well, one time, you know, I did a lot of research on the motorbike. I called it the alchemy trip where, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't be like a two volt battery because all the human race wake up like a two volt battery. So I did the research, you know, on the motorbike and it's called, I called it alchemy where 
you turning yourself into gold with all the particles hitting you and you, it makes your uh, vibration goes up with your energy flow now you know what I'm gonna give you an example they got this science stuff with plants you know they put electro electricity you know in the plant you know in the ground and you know charge the plants up and they grow faster and bigger and all that same thing as a human so if you're a two volt battery you're never gonna grow so you gotta have to find a way to get energy power up so and the thing is one time I found out I, I helped some spirits one time I actually threw a spirit an angel uh, first time I ever seen an angel a big one he was huge too and I threw I was I knew this was like a maze thing that was around me this holy sepulcher thing I knew there were good guys and then I knew there were bad ones but then I ran up on some good ones like the angel I saw and I accidentally I was throwing up spirits because they were trying to go down the uh, portal you know and I was aiming at them as I'm it's kind of funny I'm driving and doing this you know flicking flicking these spirits out of the ground with my eyeballs you know laser eyes and then all at once I throw up an angel and I said oh shit he's got wings and shit so I throw him up out the ground, but I throw him off. It wasn't in the whole part. It was in a different part. I throw him up in this one spirit above somewhere else says, catch him, catch him. You know, you're trying to catch the angels. So the angels are good, but the vampires are bad. Um, what I found out, I tried to free the humans. I says, let me do an experiment. I'm going to let loose the humans. You know, because I know they're probably in the prison, the mirror prison. You know, so I said, I'm going to get them out. And then, uh, you know, I did it. I did the experiment. And like I'm watching. Every time I do experiment, I watch, you know, from far away, you know, in the clouds and distance. And they says, oh, shucks. All the humans got out. Oh, man. And then the other dude said, oh, man, don't worry about it. We cut all their wings off. <laughs> and they can't harm the vampires. So the battle between angels and uh, the vampires is real, and that's the two—that's the two main enemies. The vampires are bad, and the angels are good. So the angelic humans, what they're doing, there's a project where they're actually cutting our wings off, and that's when I learned about it. I had a feeling they might have been probably doing it. Obvious, they would if you think about—you know—we're slave planet. And we know humans were being farmed. So that's the angel I, I remember seeing one time. And um, there were some other good spirits. Um, shucks, I'm trying to think. But see, I'm behind enemy lines, dude. I mean, if any spirit comes down to earth, it's like a catch and grab, you know. Say I'm gonna save this one dude and I'm taking you back home and away from the behind enemy line. So there's not a lot of good ones. There are good ones like the spirit was saying, help us, help us. I met good spirits that was asking me to help them. You know, I've seen good spirits around. But um see the thing is the spirit world is living in assimilation too, I found out. Just like we are. But it's more magical. See, yep. the magic, look, all right, all the scientists are talking about the simulation. 
Well, I see it as magical because these beings are magical. It's like Harry Potter. One time I saw a dude, you know, waving a wand, doing something on somebody, like a little twirl. And then all this, you could see whatever's in front of that dude's face was some kind of energy twirling on him, you know, right in his face, you know. So I could see these battles going on between good and evil. And I don't know if the dude with the stick had was good, you know. And one time I passed over the Golden Gate and Bridge with my motorbike parked my motorbike and I saw this green uh, this green fog coming toward me you know from way over there from from where you know from where I was from and I, I grabbed a stick because I didn't have a little potter stick you know and I grabbed a stick and I said okay I hope you got something in you to stop them and I started shooting at that green fog where it repelled it where you know Whatever I was shooting knocked it back because I said, oh, no, this looked like, you know, this could be poison or something, you know, that develops my whole body. So there there's so many encounters that I run into good spirits like the tree. I put a talisman on that tree and guess what? He goes after them bad spirits and I, I, I've uh, put some snakes on these people. Snakes are good. You know, some snakes, I guess, because um, if you brainwashed. I mean, you're brainwashed. Hmm. Have you found with increasing your awareness with these experiments that you've been able to see more negative things, but also more positive things? Yeah. Um, I figured out um, I could do certain things. Like I found out that I'm like paralyzed. They, in me and some others, they're taken to the moon. Whoever's got alien implants. Okay, it's called quantum entanglement. So the experiment is, I know that they have like, okay, like all of y'all have implants in you. I bet you more, probably half of y'all have implants in you and you've probably been abducted, but you, you don't remember. And one day we're gonna have a program where you could go in there, we could scan you, check, you know, the technology is really big now, so this is a good time to do it. Uh, and these people are helpless, they're just taking them to the moon. So the place of origin, okay, you got to understand, in my mind and your mind, we're thinking, okay, if they're bringing humans to the moon to harvest us, they got to be the bad guys, you know. So, you know, so I've been fighting the moon for a year, a secret war with the moon for a while. And I actually can aim at the moon, stir that moon up like a circle like a vortex and then throw them spirits in the ocean bam and you know what happens when salt and energy hits it, they blow up kaboom so if you're dead and you're going to be harvest i'm just saving i'm saving your life because most likely you're going to be able to be freed because if them alien implants knock out your body you know you probably be freed but the, the dude that's bringing you up there he's going to be in a whole lot of shit because when he hits that water with all his powers He's gonna blow up like a bomb. Boom, you know? So, Gary, did you have a question for him? Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I don't wanna change the subject. I just wanted to ask. So I'm not really that familiar with like aliens or alien attachments or, or that kind of thing, but I didn't know what your thoughts were open eye on spirit, atta spirit attachments. When I moved to Boston, I live like right near all the revolutionary war type things and I would feel like such an energy like an old kind of energy around me and 
I don't feel it as much anymore because I've been here for like six years or seven years. But I just wondered if you had any thoughts on like deceased people and like spirit attachments. Are you strictly strictly aliens focused on that? Well, women, the spirits are attached to beautiful women. Um, I can see spirits in every, every dimension. I can see them inside tree. I can like like I'm looking at this tree. I see spirits in the trees. They're like talking to the spirits that's in the ground. And their spirits, they're they're attached to beautiful women. I don't know. Sometimes the good ones can get you if you're lucky. If you get a good one, that's good. Okay, but but you, what about what about with the sound of the voice? Like Carrie here, you heard her voice, right? Does she sound like she's attached to a good spirit or a dark spirit? I can't tell. No. The pro she's she is a good spirit. The problem is she's gonna have to fight. You know, because with with this uh dominant uh demon race is, they will beat the shit out you. There's no law. Okay, I'm gonna give you an example. For the demon race and that moon asshole witch witch ass fuck ass. They could beat your ass any goddamn day they want and they could get away with it. That's the way, you know, there's no law for your protection. So you need to go to the gym, work out, get strong, get rid of, you know, do the garlic baptism, you know, and be able to fight. It says, yeah, no. where's, where's King Wabi when you need him? But yeah, like, uh, so, Carrie, what you're saying is that uh, have you heard this? Are you going to like prepare for this? war against the demon clan uh carrie or you or you have a protector spirit i mean i, I was going to get an orgone generator i put that in a chat before but yeah no i haven't prepared to go to war but i do i do feel like sometimes if i don't use if i don't sage my condo if i don't like you know if things aren't clean that like yeah there's like there's stuff going on, whether it's Wait, do you, do you grow or... sage in your backyard or? No, I, I get it at Whole Foods like everybody else <laughs> oh, okay. or on Amazon. Um, Open eyes. Is, is sage from Amazon acceptable or do you have to grow it yourself? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, say you never tie up sage. Okay. Oh, because... no. They send it tied up. Well, you untie it and you says, look, you look at the sage, you say, I'm freeing you. OK, you got to stand there's spirits. When I started collecting sage, I would go to the side of the mountain over there by Pomisto Beach or whatever. You know, California, they got a great harvest there. It's free. You know, just go pick it. And I was tying them up. And then I saw this spirit world dude looking down he says oh shit all the sages are tied up it says oh crap i was going oh crap so i untied them real fast it's like because i found out a sage is a spiritual being and they're good but then they could be bad ones so it's like and then uh i heard that they said that um the sages go after the bad, they go after the bad guys, you know, because when I was burning the sage, it kind of gives them the light of fire, you know, and it kind of it ha helps them, you know, the fire or whatever. Uh, and um, it kind of releases them, too, because if say if you tied up with a rope and you burn the sage he's free bam you know <laughs> it's like when they used to burn human bodies a long time ago i might have to be get i might have to be cremated me i don't know 
Um, yeah. I want to be cremated. I mean, the Phoenix story says, because the problem is, if, you, if your body is still here, they could still do voodoo. The aliens could come down on this ship, take your body, bring it, and imprison your body. See, this is what could happen. I'm telling you, I know what they could do. And that's one reason why they used to burn the bodies. The Vikings and all the other people used to burn their bodies. So they don't want uh, your body stuck on Earth and then some voodoo witchcraft, you know, sorcerer could, you know, do it, tie your body up, cut your fingers off, cut your hands off. And that's quantum entanglement. You see, whatever they do to the body here, like they, the Aztecs was killing these people. What do they do to them? They do it, you know, in the three dimensions, whatever's below, you know, and above or whatever, right? So if you're killing them in this realm or, they, you know, doing any kind of witchcraft, that's why I'm thinking about I need to burn my body, you know. Uh, Lu Luquan, uh, Doquan's cousin, do you have a question for the gentleman? Oh, yeah, 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 I do. So, um, open ice. Um, I just, I, so I had a question, man. I, you know, I've done I've done extensive research um, in the past, and I, you know, when it comes to you know the government using pesticides and stuff on on produce, right? I I personally believe that they put microdemons in pesticide. What are you like? What 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 is your take on on you know microdemons uh, and and can, you know taking over the body from within? Well, I actually wrote that on my uh, thing a couple. Oh, did you? Yeah, I wrote it on my thing, uh, the simulation. Would it, the micro uh, dimension that we're living in, it's eternal body. Uh, when I started to see things, I realized I could see what's happening inside the body. So I found out there were invaders that they invaded my body and they were trying to take over my body. They had some black people with a bunch of machine guns and shit trying to steal the little children. Had a couple of us like hiding the children. I says, "Look, I put them in the attic, and then, then I went out to go get the son of bitches and kill them, because I'm eternal." You're talking about you're talking about who, like Boko Haram or somebody, or? Well, I'm talking about some bad guys. It didn't matter if they were black dudes with machine guns or the other ones. They got other ones out there too, and you have an eternal world where, yeah, they're they're actually put. It's not the government. It's the aliens that's been doing this. Okay, they know all the science about that. The thing is, I'm a scientist. I know everything that they've been doing and how they, with the micro, uh, you know, they could actually take a syringe and shoot uh, a demon race, you know, inside your your blood, and you know, right, you have right. a battle going on. Yeah, yeah like, I know we're talking about like. Way, I was just gonna say, I think an easy way for them to do that is strictly through pesticides. You know. Um, do you think do you think that's possible Lucon, and like in all seriousness as well like uh besides from like you know micro demons and stuff like that Go, uh, one of the most one of the most common pesticides uh, used across the world including in pretty much all third world countries is the main pesticide is uh mptp or that's one of the main things that it turns into and it's a prodrug to the neurotoxin MPB plus, which causes permanent symptoms of Parkinson's and like all the workers in like these uh like a uh, field in South America and Asia, they all develop Parkinson's like way earlier and there's like thousands of deaths of it every year. 
Um, so when you don't wash your fruit and vegetables, you're like, where's the Parkinson's natural? Well, here's the thing. Here's a here's a good clincher here, man. This is going to help you out a lot. If you do the garlic baptism, I had a, you know, I saw some vampires eternal. See, I see internal. I mean, you got to understand when people have dreams, you have different dreams or visions. Sometimes you might be seeing eternal. And I know no one's told y'all that because no one knows about this because no one's told y'all yet about this. So I'm probably the first one that y'all gonna get word about this. So you see eternally and you see externally, like the simulation, okay? Then uh, that's two different things, right? So you can see eternal and see, you know, the trees, you know, and, but everything's a simulation because they got invisible beings that's out there. And that's the third thing that you need to see. They're in the trees, they're, you know, in the, the leaves, you know, they're in the clouds and everything. So there's all kinds of dimensions like that. I mean, but one, the one that y'all don't know is, you know, whoever said you, I, I'm here to give you eternal life. I was like, fuck you, motherfucker. I'm already eternal. I was born with it, man. I don't need no fucking help from no fucking prophet. You know, you, man, you can't believe everything people say. And, but, uh, the aliens know they could feed us micro demons, like you said. And it don't have to be in the pesticides, okay? You understand? Right, right. But I, I you know, um, if you so when it comes to uh, I mean, I mean, I guess it's the opposite of what her, uh, her immunity, right? Like the complete opposite where um, every single government has to get on board with that. And like uh, Zara said, you know, there's that that main pesticide that's, uh, you know, you know, international. It's all it's it's all over the world that they use in every single pesticide. And uh, I personally believe that that may, um, you know, entwine in, in with, with micro demons, um, especially, you know, for, cause I, I think all the governments work together, right? They, they all work under the same sort of system. Um, but when it comes to taking over, you know, um, civilians, or the human race, um, you know, they all had to be on board and, uh, you know, what other way could, could they, you know, inject these micro demons into the body rather than, you know, producing food that, that everybody eats. Well, thing is they could control us by the, uh, implants too. They could paralyze your body. I mean, the story of Osiris where all the 14 parts, which was spread all over the now all over the world and ISIS had to find all the parts of his body. That's alien implants could do that with frequencies. Well, yeah, it's all witchcraft. Well, implants, I, I, look, implants I have seen slower, slower growth, um, to, uh, you know, take over, uh, the entire human race. It, it, it would, it would be, extremely slow um but i mean everybody has to eat right yeah but it's not stuff is pretty scary to me maybe we can talk about something else for a bit yeah we need to skip this subject because this is too deep i haven't i never talked to nobody about this before but yeah it does exist um all right one second guys hi ann how are you i think you were trying to how are you doing Great, yourself? I'm sorry? 
Great. And yourself, you doing well? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing fine. I had a question and at first I like to say I think we all are made of stardust. Um it's what I think. And um my question was what are you thinking about collective awareness or um collective um collective unconsciousness from our crocodile brain um, that we still have in us maybe it's a totally different subject but well the collective the collective is uh living in assimilation uh we have to get out the simulation. I mean, I told some Twitter people and when uh, Lou Alexander or whatever his name is said, look, we got to get rid of, you know, UFO, you know, ethologies, you know, get rid of, it, you know, whatever or disband or whatever. I mean, the thing is about the UFO thing. Some of these things are orbs. Some of them are drones. I mean, the collective, but the collective thing is. I, I'm trying to change the timeline because if I'm not, I'm the only one doing what I'm doing because I, I could see. And, and the collective uh, mind of all this love, I mean, uh, with Corey Good and that, uh, with uh, David Wilcock talking about all the law of one. Uh, yeah, you know what the law of one is? All of y'all, y'all in assimilation and y'all blind. And until we wake up and, you know, since I'm the one that sees, I'm telling y'all the truth because I'm 60 years old. I'm about to die anyway. And if I don't do what I got to do and if it's like going to uh, being an alcoholic and you go to a thing that says I'm an alcoholic, you know, if the human race says I'm not a slave, blind slave planet, if y'all don't admit what we're, what we're dealing with, if y'all don't admit it, you're not going to wake up. And then the science, look, all the scientific research I've been doing, you could wake up because it took me years to know what I know now. OK, uh, 17 years ago, I didn't know shit. And then even 13 years ago, I didn't know shit and say 10 years ago, I didn't know shit. But now it's a different story. I put all these things together and it took years for me to, to do this. So I didn't just wake up and know everything. I mean, that's not how it works. You got to go into the scientific field and start, uh, you know, doing doing the things, you know. Thank you for uh, sharing so much of your truth, Open Eye. And I think yeah. I have to speak for all of us when I say yeah, that we really have been enlightened by this. And also, it's just so good and refreshing to hear like a scientific minded person talking about the research, you know, because that's what so many people miss. Coach, Coach, did you have something to say? No, no, I just want to share appreciation as well. I always love it when people go their own path. Um, they do their own explorations and their own science. And science means experiments within our own consciousness and our own perceptions and being willing to let go of all the bullshit in the media, on Twitter, on social media, on YouTube. All these things were fed from CNN and Fox News, all this fucking bullshit in this, in this simulation, all this shallow, superficial bullshit we're fed 24-7. To have somebody reject all of that and just do science on their own, their own experiments, and pursue their own truth and their own fight, that's a beautiful thing. And and I deeply, deeply resonate with that. So thank you, Open Eyes, for sharing today again. Yeah, well, the, you, you're right. You're 100% right, because in assimilation, you have factors of the human factor, which is religion. I'm 
I'm gonna give you factors of the human religion. No, the human factor of the simulation. You got religion that controls people's minds because a lot of that shit is bullshit. You got CNN that tells you a lot of bullshit. It's bullshit. I mean, even the government tells you a whole bunch of shit. It's bullshit. It's climate change, bullshit, flat earth, bullshit. I mean, and then the CIA trying to cover up their human, uh, it's called a human factor where they're trying to uh, scare us from saying, oh, you better not talk about UFOs or aliens or we're going to come after you with the men in black. That's what that's a simulation there. That's fear mongering. And, and in the Catholic Church saying, oh, you're going to go to hell if you don't go to church and give me some money and shit. You go, oh, y'all all going to go to hell. That's another fear factor of the human factor. So guess what? The fucking humans are helping the simulation going on, you know, for finding out the real truth, man. I mean, that's the human factor of the simulation. And it, it's sad. I mean, I look at the Catholic Church and Christians as traitors uh, in, in the U.S. government, whoever's involved in trying to cover up the UFO, because the, the church people are covering up the UFO stuff as well as the U.S. government. And they're both uh, traitors of the human race, to me, in my eyes, man. I mean, and maybe they might start coming out the woodwork and, and saying, yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's right. You know, all that shit he's saying is that, you know, remember how disclosure happened? They said UFO, UFO. They kept on saying that. And finally the government saying, yep, y'all right. Y'all ain't crazy. Y'all right. The same thing's going to happen with me. They One day, it might be 20 years from now, they're going to say, yep, that dude that could see things, he was telling y'all the truth all along. And that, I'm, that's a pre I don't know if it's going to be 20 years or 100 years from now, but one day they're going to say, yes, we are a bunch of blind humans. We're living in a simulation. You know? One day we will admit that, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, thank you again. Also, I just have to say, since it's gone now, um, we agreed earlier that at three, the space was going to become a poetry space. So we were going to do that free jamming, like poetry mm -hmm. thing that we spoke about, right? So I was thinking if we start off with like an AABB sort of, sort of structure, maybe just to get the ball rolling so everyone gets it. Do you want to um, do want to do live participatory poetry or do you want to do preparations alone and then we read out i'm thinking live your... I'm thinking, you know what i did it earlier with my sister and i think we came up with some really fun stories i think once we get into the flow of things it'll be really good so like i'll say i don't know sitting in a space with open eye uh he thinks so hard his head's in the sky and now it's your turn coach hold on i just need to uh empty my bladder zara can somebody else take over um Safi? Uh, there's a deep life of dark moon bitches, and I seek to expunge them from my mental life. Um, it's that's great, but it's got a rhyme. Yeah, you need A A B B, Sophie. I'm you interrupting my teacher. Zara, can you say yours again? I, I don't mm. understand. I can't really remember what I said, so I'll just make another one. You're sitting in a space, and then it, it rhymed with guy. Yeah, with open eye. Oh, no. uh, open eye. Thinking so much, his head's in the sky or something like that? Yeah, there's yeah, like exactly. a to it. Yeah, lovely. This and is Luke hard. Juan, this is Luke hard. written so beautifully. What a guy. Hey, y'all got to be careful about doing riddles and rhymes, because you... You got to understand when Moses said, be careful what you say, Pharaoh, you know, because whatever you say, 
might come true. I mean, you got when you're doing poetry, you got to be careful. If you're trying to be, what I'm trying to say is, you're trying to say something in poetry about you or your family, you could actually be cursing yourself. You know, so you got to be. Oh my God. Yeah, oh I mean, yeah. yeah, be careful. We weren't crazy. You just said something about moon bitches, Seffi. I don't know. Oh, oh, I don't know if that was sake. a diss to me. Jesus. <laughs> no, he's not, he's right. The way the way the simulation works is if you right. write something in letters or words, or if you draw something, if you take your human hand and you draw something or write something, that is an expression of intent to the universe. And the mm. universe works to always honor your intent. Yeah. So whatever it is you, you've drawn or written, or a live poetry session, even now, is is a conscious intention expressed to the universe. So be very careful. Don't ask for things that you might not otherwise like. And if you are well, something, thank you. I said Luke. Well, I'm gonna give example. A spirit came to my van. He said, he said, burn all the paperwork because what it was is these spirits. They write down on things. It has to be in my possession because. You know, that's how it works. So if it's in your possession, you got to be careful what's in your possession, what's writings, you know, in your possession. And a lot of times, you know, I just burn the things up, you know, that way. We'll try this again. Let's see if someone else can give it a shot. Um, Maybe uh, some sort of poetry that has better survivability. Something that has a bitter resonance. Yeah, don't don't universe. don't talk about open eye because you could actually curse me by doing okay, that. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh my. I'm sorry. We yeah, talk about we apologize. Then. Talk but about maybe, something else, you know. Okay, but maybe we can do what me and my sister did earlier because it was so much fun. And what we did was we made up fun stories that were completely wholesome and straight stream of consciousness um, about like well anything and what we just said whatever and we just made up a story and it wasn't displaying any negative intentions except love for the world and love for nature so we won't name drop anyone any people so does someone want to start a new one or shall i zara i missed that have you given up on the poems you're going to straight stories now no no they're poem stories okay we just can't talk about open eye sure all right so you start two lines um, yesterday I laid a large egg. Oh, two lines. I don't know what rhymes with eggs are. Help me. Um, egg. leg. I think you've got a lot of options there. I'll let you choose. Zara, can, we do, Zara, can we do one line each? This would be significantly easier. Okay. All right. But, but that means I have to. <laughs> okay. Um, that, yesterday I laid an egg. I don't know. It's, it came off your stream of consciousness. Now we're thinking about it. Now we've lost the flow. Mm-hmm. We just need well, to say it. We start again, Zara, but can we maybe do one line at a time? Then it'll be like, because if, if one of us does one line, maybe the, the person who is inspired can step in for line two. And that way it's There's a broke. song that burned my head. Uh, I went to a party and drank from a keg. I have a bitch cousin and her name is Meg. No, this is I, w- I walked gleefully by the grave of my Uncle Greg. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a poem or a story. It's just a, a weird yeah. <laughs> generator. <laughs> we can learn how to rhyme better. No, but what I was thinking was mm. maybe it's a bit hard when there's like twenty five people in one space trying to rhyme. But I was thinking like two lines A A B B. So it's like something something tree something something me, and then something something Bob something something dog. You know, like it's two two. So that's why we have to do two lines each. Could it mm. be time for Mary F. Killbloom instead? What, sorry? 
The game Mary F. Kills. This is a lovely game. The priests are placing a garlic bath. Carrie's bath is surrounded by electric paths. What am I doing? Carrie's putting her middle finger up at at Zara's face and saying, fuck you. No, 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 no. I love this idea. Just... (laughs) No, I honestly, Terry, it's trouble. not working. It's not working. I think I, I, I had a vision, but I think uh, I should I, save it for 6 a.m. Skill set could support this. Uh, yeah, I just be cautious that. of what we say because we could definitely open some uh, some portals, and we don't we don't want that. Yeah, well, you should open a portal in um, the sky. Uh, well, if we open a portal, we definitely want to uh, open one to the angels. Yeah, definitely not to the vampires. Yeah, you know, yeah. I honestly, I have a question. I feel like, dude. I feel like the, the are the spiritual creatures competitive, and how do you influence them? Because I feel like they're like couriers in in the, in the greater battle, right? I, I'm just I'm fascinated by that. I don't know if anybody else is, but yeah, I, I, I think we've moved on from this to the poetry space. Okay, good. So we're going poetry. I just want to make sure. Yeah, like it's kind of over. It's done now. Sorry, okay. Lucon. Gotcha. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Zara, I think maybe the easiest way to get this this imaginative kind of spontaneous river of play is just to do a simple story and just for each of us to carry on that story without any um, demands for rhymes or whatever. Maybe because yeah. then we only have like one one demand, one constraint, and that's just to carry it on without anything else. Yeah. It's yeah. less stifling, I think. Yeah, don't run before you can walk, you know. Yeah, we can okay. build up. Yeah, I don't feel intimidated in, in that framework. Okay, all right. Um, Jonathan, would you like to take a turn to say a couple sentences for a story then, or just whatever you want? Start it off. Thank you, I love it. It was, um, okay. So I left the house, the warm breeze against my head as I was walking. I went into town. And then somebody else picks it up, like that type of thing, or do we? Yeah, yeah, we can. Okay. I don't know if we have the same order, but like Safi, is it still A A B B? Do you want to have a like an alphabetical order or something, or or what? I think yeah. it displays different on people's screens, so it's a bit confusing. Like on my screen, it looks a certain way, and on yours, it looks a different way, Zara. So you really need to have a like a an alphabetical thing. Okay. Yep. Theoretically, okay. using the first letter, so you don't have to like double check anybody's. Like PFP or anything. For me, it's going to be rather difficult because poetry and humor are the most difficult things to translate in English. And I'm from Holland, so it would be very okay. uh, difficult. No one has to do anything. Don't worry, Anne. This is, this is yeah, like we're, we're terrible poets anyway. I think the, these things, it's quite a large group as well. I think these things tend to work in general better with like i don't know like four or five kind of people or less because it gets kind of um i don't know mm, you, you want to hear jonathan's game or no no okay <laughs> well Bruce, no, no. I feel like we should just discuss it we're not going to do it but there's a there's a game here in the states called um marry uh, f hill and you're given three choices of people theoretically you know whoever you think somebody might be interested in and you can make them awful you can make them great you can make them competitive and they have to choose who they want to marry who they want to have relations with and who they want to get rid of so, so marry fuck kill yes thank you okay okay i'll, I'll uh marry fuck kill katie carrie and zara 
Well, to play it properly, somebody would. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, okay, Bloom, did you hear that? <laughs> let me. Okay. Or oh, listen. Okay. So, marry, fuck, kill, Katie, Kerry, Zara, Sefi. What's your answer? Right. So. <sighs> I asked Sefi, not you. Oh, good. Thank God. Wait, I'm supposed to choose marry, fuck, or kill between which, who exactly? KT, Carrie, and Zara. Uh, Betty White, the Queen of England. Uh... What's this guy on about? Jesus Christ. I just asked Sefi. Wait your turn, Luke Kwan. KT, Katie, Carrie, and who else? Stop postponing it. You Do know you know the... our names? <laughs> no, who's who's the third person? I'm like. Well, I'm... normally, normally we're Zara. Like that. Oh, Zara. Zara, okay. Zara, Carrie, and Katie. Who are you gonna kill fuck? me? Kill who me. Kill? kill me. Who are you gonna marry? Kill me. Kill me. He's definitely killing me, Zara. We all know it. <laughs> mm, this is gonna get dicey here. Mm. All right. So I think. Uh... All right, so probably uh, Carrie is the Mary. Uh, Zara is the fuck, and Katie is the kill. Did I get all these correct? Well, there's no correct answer. It's what what you feel, you know? I hear you, too. I'm holding space for you. Okay, all right. I don't know. This is a... Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Bloom, uh, you can just step aside. Uh, do the fuck you want. But... And it's all good. <laughs> Bloom, you want to answer that one? What? No, I'm good. I think everybody knows the answer. Uh, we're good. Oh, Jesus. We're going to have the subtle hints or what? Like, Bloom, go ahead and go ahead and go through it. We can use it. other people. We can use, like, Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, or... No. The whole fun of it is to make it people we know. It's boring as fuck if it's, like, external diggers. The the whole fu- the fun is, the, like, the drama and the selection of people you know and kind yeah, of... I, had to, I have to kill Katie way. before she kills me because I know she's the chick from Kill Bill. Yeah. Right. You know, so the problem is, if I just let her live, she's going to stab me with that sword of hers. I know it's coming. I um I haven't played this game. I, I remember we used to play this game on the school bus to like field trips when I was like I don't know twelve, thirteen. So we said snog, marry, avoid, and instead. Um, but anyway, I always got I was always the avoid one, and it kind of uh, messed me up a little bit. So the fact that I didn't just get avoid just then um. It's really, even though it's from Sefi and I'm in a relationship and Sefi's married, um, it means but something. I see him more as a sort of uncle. Um, than, um, than yeah, yeah how are you guys doing? What? Um, I, had, I had someone say, talk more about crypto, so how's, how's it going to be? We uh, this is uh, this is a discussion about who we're, uh, who in this room you're going to marry, fuck, or kill. It has very little to do with crypto at the moment, although we could shift gears at some point in the future, perhaps. Maybe string you along until, uh, you know, we convert you into a, a lunatic or whatever we are. Okay, 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 no problems, no problems. All right. Doctors, handle your nurses, handle your nurses. You see? Yeah, so do you, um, Nurse Val, who in this room would you want to uh, kill? Um, let's say Katie, Katie. Oh, you want to kill Katie too? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, with sure. you. <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, what about uh, yeah? What about uh, who do you want to fuck then? Like, what's your take here? Mm, you know, I'm just new here, so it kind of you gonna give me followers or like people I can chat with when I'm at my leisure or something like that. Well, I mean, you know, like this uh, is a safe example, space, by the way. We're all friends. Don't is, we it, take- is it? Luquan's an option. Yeah. You could fuck him, for example. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the table if you like. I mean, whatever works for you. I'm feeling a disjointed vibe in the space, and I think we need to recuperate it. Don't know if you guys remember the sparkly bar in my head, but it's gone down. We need to put it back. I mean, up. we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna bash people for their sexual preference. I really hate your profile picture, Luquan. It makes me feel really sick, and every mm-hmm. time you speak, my eyes drawn to it because of the little like purple line. And it's like, what even is that? That's okay. I mean, you have your own personal opinion about it. Honestly, I didn't mean what I just said. Sorry, I just got... I mean, I think I look very uh, handsome in in my... uh, The picture was taken professionally. Um, I spent some uh, decent money on just this one uh, picture. I mean, that's the thing, though, because it's not about the way you look. I think I think you look nice enough. It's more about the lighting and the fact that it's a professional photo. I feel like I feel like uh, I'm you're on my Zoom call. That's the problem here. It's not your face. It's the vibe. But I think if we got a picture of you like smoking a cigar, sat on a patio with like your pet raccoon, I think we could really recuperate the vibes here. And I would be willing to fly over to take that picture for you. I mean, Luquan can go over to the UK too, and he visits over there. That is true. My picture is not a photo. It's I draw it with um, set ZBrush and Blender. And did you want to play the game? Wow, and that's actually a really cool drawing. Now I look at your PFP. That's awesome. That is really. Cool. I I draw it with on the computer with ZBrush and Blender. Can I just say if you if you guys don't become cooler. And you raise if you don't raise your vibe soon, I'm gonna leave and create my own space. Only cool people. Aren't we cool enough? <laughs> Not lately, no. Oh, well, what what do you want us to say to be cooler? I don't think it can be taught. I think it can only be learned. It's true. It's really true. It can't be taught. Can well, I want to kill Tundra. Did you understand that? Zara, Zara, and Mary yes. Katie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie. Honestly. Yeah. AT together be sweet. Like in a good way. Wait, can you repeat that? Yeah, Sorry. You're fucked, Jonathan. <laughs> good job. No, I think that makes sense. I mean, they seem like they, they would get along very well. That's what I meant. Yeah. Kind of missed that. But thank mm-hmm. you for. Um, Thank you, thank you for the lovely night of passion, Kerry. It's something I'll never forget. Never thought I wanted to um, experience that, but now that I have, I have to say I feel like I'm a changed person and I'm more open to new experiences. Yeah, we've been getting pretty intimate. Like with last yesterday, we were, what are we like Siamese twins? And t- today we're we're having sex. It's pretty yeah, like some, pretty wild. Some twins to love us, like that's so beautiful. And it says I mean, a lot about Katie. Like, apparently, she's dying from everybody no but that's because katie is like a omnipresent benevolent beautiful spirit so that sometimes when people are encountered with a beautiful thing their first response is just to kill it um and obviously that's really messed up but like i mean she can't die so she doesn't die she just takes the hit and she smiles and she accepts as a beautiful you know 
spiritual being, that's kind of the way that mankind will always treat her, even if she doesn't deserve it. Yeah, does anyone else want to speak up and kill me, or are we good? I'll kill you. Who said that? Uh, the little bald nerd, Luke One. Mm, okay. Oh. Maybe we can play another game because I think this isn't just working out very well. No, wait, I'm still thinking. Hold on. I can, I can, I've invented a load of games in my long life. I can tell you a game if you'd like to hear it. This is a game I invented when I was a kid at, at uh, on like sleepovers and stuff. And I think it's very enjoyable. So, um, I call it the word game. Can somebody mute themselves if they've got a bit of interference and stuff? Um, it's called the word game. The way it works is you, if anyone is listening, you, you invent a word, a brand new word that has no standard definition and no standard meaning, but it's just like a new sound, a new word completely. So for instance, like off the top of my head, like a, a word like splink or like heifer or crimple or bunts or whatever the fuck else, right? You come up with a word that means absolutely nothing. It's not defined in the dictionary. Um, it has a new uh, has a new sound to it. It's never occurred before. You make up a word, and then it's it's one person's role to make up that word and say it, and it's the other person's role to define it or to use it within a story. So if I say something like bunts or heifer or, or crimple or whatever the fuck else, um, then that would be thrown out to the group, and it's then someone else's responsibility maybe the first one to be inspired defines it or uses it within a story so you know you could define say i say a word and then you say mm, that sounds like the kind of thing if you walked into a, a like a, a a rug or carpet shop in turkey that would be like the specific handle the guy is pulling to make the threads pull through the machine do you know what i mean it would be like some kind of definition within a, a visual um story like something quite rich and uh, and sensory to make sure uh, it's it's like clearly defined what it is, and the idea is that I think in a group it could work like this. Maybe multiple people could define it, and then as a group we maybe decide on the right definition because usually one thing feels right. Like I I remember doing this as a kid, and uh, I'd come up with a word, and then my friend would say the definition or their story, and then like we'd both nod and agree to ourselves like yeah yeah that is a, that is like a bunce that is a crimple <laughs> we like be in agreement and then we'd be happy to move on because we'd defined it and then like the other person would come up with a new word uh, and then we'd like keep taking turns like that and sometimes what would happen is like one of us would come up with a definition we'd be like hmm no i don't think it's that and then we both kind of ponder we'd look at the stars or whatever we'd ponder a bit and we come up with another definition and we'd be like hmm yeah yeah that definitely is that thing it was definitely not the last thing. So it's quite a funny like process as well. It's like you come across the, the right definition, the right feeling based on like this, this, I don't know, intuitive sense that it just feels right. That sounds like a really good game. I want to play that. Thank game. you. Thank you, Zara. And, and I think it's good for a group as well, because like one of us can just say a word and then it's it's like whoever's inspired can come up with the definition or the story. Um, it, I think it's most fun when you place it within like a, kind of quite a descriptive definition. So not just like a dictionary thing, like that's a handle, but you describe like the, the I don't know, like what I was saying, the Turkish guy in his shop, you know, with, with carpets and rugs and stuff, and you put it in a context like that. It's, it's more fun.
Um, or like you could you could put it in like you come up with a word and say it's a word that that sounds a bit like an insult. You would say the kind of thing that the guy would shout at his wife using this word within the context of that shouting. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like always contextual in a funny way. Um, but yeah, like I don't know if anyone could throw out a word to start and then we'll define it. Rend is a bear. I don't know what that was. Who said that? I, I didn't hear it properly. I have uh, too many people speaking at once what the recommendation i'd make as well is have simple words like words like what i just said like crimple and and bunts and like fiffler you know things like that are quite easy because they're like they roll off the tongue they seem to fit in a sentence quite easily but if you come up with some silly like 50 consonant word it's just nonsense it doesn't really work very well so carrie do you want to say which one you said i didn't hear I said dingle boo. Dingle boo, right. Hmm. Has anybody ever dug a dingle boo out their ass before? No. It, the thing is you've got to you've got to avoid like regular things. Like oh, in no. the in, in the UK, a dingleberry is a is a poop, a bit of poop that hardens on the arse hairs. <laughs> After it's it's a cool, if you look it up in Dingleberry Urban. No, I know I didn't mean it like that though. I just was adding two different words. But I wasn't okay. talking to you. Quantry. Quantry. I swear that's, that's a real word. word. Google yeah. it. Wait, what? What was it? Quantry. Like, no, no, Quantry. Uh, it's a. Uh... <laughs> Can we? Can we also? How, when about, you... how about like Tasha? Listen, Jesus. you said Tasha. Tasha. <laughs> what? Well, me and my brother Duquan grew. Uh, we we sprouted off of a Quan tree. Okay. Second rule: When you say a word, please can you spell it? Because it just sounds like regular words. Q-U-A-N-T-R-Y. Isn't like... One day I was walking in the woods quandary. and I started to smell the fake... That's too similar. What? We define like, it second, it, right? I've, I've removed tokens because he doesn't have any social awareness of other people. <laughs> I was getting ready to cuss him out. Ooh, shut the fuck up. Please. Can everyone like raise their hand too? Like, because it's just people interrupting each other. It gets pretty boring. Can someone do another word? Because I can't remember now. Yeah, so I'll do a word. Fiffle. F I F F L E. So, um, on a late summer's afternoon, as the sun starts to set through the sky and golden ripples start to cascade across the ocean, a little seahorse wobbles up and in this seahorse world there's certain things that affect seahorses that we don't see because we're not seahorses and one of those things is a fiffle and what a fiffle is is when a nice bit of seaweed that's got like some juicy plankton on and like good vibes that you want to like eat up when it gets sucked down in a little whirlpool vortex and it goes right in front of you as a seahorse and then you can just grab it and carry on it's kind of like a magical gift from the, the sky gods above the sea, but it's something that's only known to seahorses, and a fiffle is what a fiffle is, and that's only what seahorses know. Hmm. 
does anyone else have a theory on what a fiffle is? And then maybe the format could be like Zara throws it out and then anyone else can throw it out if they have it. Um, and then at the end, we can like intuit as a group, which was the right thing. A fiffle is rough, but it becomes smooth when it be- is warmed, when it's rubbed in your hand. Wait, well, what actually is it? Yeah. You well, need to- so I went to Walmart the other day, right? And this is a true story, so it's not a fucking lie, right? So I went to Walmart the other day, right? And I was looking for some tuna. And, like, I was searching all over the fucking aisles, like, left and right. And I just couldn't find this shit for nothing. So finally I asked the lady who worked there, like, do you do you know where I can find the tuna? And she, like, looked at me with this strange fiffle on her face, like fuck you asking me for so i gave her the same fiffle right back i was like bitch what so like we did that back and forth giving each other the same fiffle back and forth back and forth and then before you know it you know just went about a day but i'm gonna smack the fiffle off her face tell you that. <laughs> that was so good <laughs> wait are we supposed to be are we supposed to be uh like enhancing each description or are we supposed to just make up a new one listen it's like so i said a word and then you you define it but the best way to define it is to use a contextual story like what jk and um and zara did it's like it gives a feel for the word if it was just a boring dictionary definition it wouldn't be very fun it wouldn't be exciting and you wouldn't really get a feel for it but in context in the story it's much more fun so it's always like a the best format is to have a story around it even a short one, you know, even a few lines, it's just much better. Yeah, that was a really good story. Does anyone have another one for Fiffle? I mean, could you imagine she almost got her ass beat over Fiffle? She literally just nearly got Fiffled the fuck up. Like, she she was about to enter the Fiffle zone, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking Fiffles. Sefi's spamming laugh emojis, so I think that means he's coming up with a Fiffle story. I have one as well, but I'm peeing. No, I think uh, JK's version is pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I had to agree with that. Okay, well, JK, since you won this round, I think you should come up with the next word and spell it out after so we can all make up a story. Yeah. All right, give me one second. Yeah, no pressure. Uh, the, in, my, in my experience, JK, the, the simplest words are kind of best because they're kind of open. And the I most... got you. I'm ready. Bloach. How do you spell it? B-L-O-U-C-H. No. Bloke. B-L-O-U-Q. Wait, no. Bloke is a fucking British word. You blo- I did like you buddy bloke. I'm trying to say that shit. A bloach was better. Okay, we a bloach. Let's go bloach. Maybe like B L O A C H. That works. Yeah, bloach. Okay. Um, Carrie, Katie, Addy, do you guys have any for bloach? I think it's like when you're you're on a long walk along the seafront on the ocean, and you look in the distance and this big fucking inflated like hot water bottle thing is in front of you and you get closer and you see it's like a big blowfish that is washed up on the shore and 
in order to you've got like a little suitcase as well that you wheel along the the sea the seafront you wheel it along it's your it's your collection suitcase and as you get near the blowfish which is really puffed up you have to bloach it in order to deflate it to fit in the suitcase and and bloaching is like a it's like a kind of a semicircular cut on the front of the 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 blowfish to deflate it all the air comes out and all maybe the seaweed and stuff comes out and it flattens up and then after bloaching the the blowfish you put it in your little suitcase with the other blowfishes and you wheel it along and maybe you stop by like a fish restaurant on the way back and and you sell your bloached blowfishes mm so it's like a it's like an incision to uh solve yeah. your your puppy it's an, blowfish it's an incision problem to reduce the volume so you can store it and sell them yeah sure why not yeah that makes sense Safi, do you have one? It can be like a Quaker circle too, so anyone just like throws it out and then we can Yeah, sometimes what happens is is that there people will sort of like be playing certain games like dice or marbles, um jacks, you know, the with the small little uh, pieces, like maybe like a like a little uh dog or like an iron you know like in a monopoly it's like those little game pieces so if one of these game pieces you accidentally like when you're holding your mouth while you're playing because you just kind of suck on this thing let's say it goes down into your uh esophagus and lands in your stomach um sometimes what you'll have to do is uh you'll you'll have to meditate um because you know if this is is this thing kind of like it's stuck in your stomach um and you're not a very cool person it could cause like indigestion right so but if you uh continue to sort of meditate in a bloaching manner then um these things will come out uh in one piece so you don't have to do any kind of like jumping jacks to get them out yeah that's fantastic i like that i've got one um it's not so in depth, but I'll I'll build the picture. So it's uh three PM on a Tuesday. You're finally going back to work you know, tomorrow, back to the grind, nine to five. Um, but you've been on a road trip with two of your friends. So it's your best friend, um, Tony, and his girlfriend Laura. And Tony and Laura, like they're both nice people individually, but when they're together, as you learned on this holiday trip that you were just on them with. They're fucking insufferable. You can't stand them. And they can't stand each other either. So they're constantly arguing at each other's necks, you know. You're traveling around the Scottish Highlands and you couldn't even enjoy the locks and glens because they were just whining at each other all the time. So as you sit back in the car, you think about the work day that you've got coming ahead of you and you think about this week that you booked off to spend with them that they ruined with their own negativity in the air and in your chest you just feel a bloach just a bloach of all of the the vibe transfusions that they've been feeding you that whole week finally reached that point and they've crystallized into a bloach and it's going to take a long time before that bloach goes away hi yeah yeah can i get two bloaches to go please <laughs> <laughs> You have to stop going right after me, JK, because you're making me feel like a retarded loser. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh shit. It is it is interesting how people look at things differently because your story is beautiful. I mean, I, I I couldn't even even attempt to do that. But then I also love the quick stuff, so that's funny. Hmm. JK, yeah, I don't, what, I don't suppose the story has to be long to be effective. No, JK, what felt right to you then? Hearing hearing the definitions, which one felt right? I like the blowfish. I'm gonna go with Bruce. The blowfish being bloached. I kind of got lost when Steffi was telling his story. I was like, wait, does yeah. he know how to play this? Yeah, I didn't play it very well, I, I have to admit. No, it's okay. I thought Steffi might have been a bit biased by the word bloating or something. But, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was too much like power of suggestion already in my head. I couldn't come up with something like really, really fresh. This it's one of the interesting things about it. Like the really good way to ruin the game is to to use like a synonym or a related word that's quite close, or maybe shares like the first two thirds of it or something. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, okay. Let me think of a word. Crincher, mm. uh, like C R I N C H E R. Crincher, a crincher. I have a real quick story about it because it's for a quarter to five in the morning here and I really have to crunch to my bed and crunch in my dreams. So I have to say goodbye and have a very lovely crunchy talk after that. Until next time. Bye-bye. Until we crunch again, my friend. Bye-bye. Crunch well. Crunch on and proper. It's nice to have somebody in the room from Holland. Very cool country. Yeah, it's a funny, it's a freaking printer type of place. Crunch long and prosper. <laughs> Gotta be careful crunchering and crunchaw, you know? Hey, hey. I remember I said cruncher. It's a, you know, it's not... Not cringe alone. It's gonna be cringe. I wish OpenWise was here. He would have a comment for all of this. I think we had enough of his comments. I think there's like a one hour time limit on OpenWise where we're happy to to learn and get educated, but then like we just want to change topic. Think about him, it's like he's fighting his fight and it's his entire world. And he's chosen his battle to fight. And that's like beautiful. And he's a hero within his world. And he's like dedicated to becoming more and more aware and, and defeating the demons on the moon and stuff. But at the same time, like, like we appreciate that, but but there's more to our lives. We have chosen different battles. And I think it's good to talk about our battles too. It was interesting. He, he really he knew lost how to me treat when women. they ran off the road. Well, I don't know if he crashed, but like he, he really knew how to treat women well. He was like taking people on trips. He was uh, like, I don't know, like. Uh, I really like him. I'm a big fan. Yeah, he, he's a very nice guy. I'm a big fan. If like if you can, if you can, I don't know, let go of your own like ego and rationality and just step into his world, it's actually quite beautiful. It's like very poetic, and it's, there's this fight between darkness and light, and he's doing the best he can, experimenting and thinking for himself, and like navigating this giant maze and offering his services to 
to you know MUFON and CERN and all these other companies. It's like it's a beautiful thing, in my opinion. I really like him. Big fan. Yeah, it's interesting. He he wants to create like his own lab to kind of save people from mm. these implants, and he's got like this whole vision for like uh, it's not really so much a selfish vision as much as like save everybody else, right? It's kind of like there's this a, hero. There's a big heart. There's a big heart there, and um, yeah, and like, it's interesting. It was interesting for me to take him into the like the waters of of women and stuff because he's actually quite wise, like in his own way. Like I'm sure he's he's talking about the same stuff, but there's like a there is a heart of wisdom there. And um, and a kind of level of experience that's like I don't know it's kind of poetic and beautiful, and like I don't know I like this image of this this he's an older man as well he's like sixty plus, in his van I guess he's he's maybe homeless or living in his van getting I don't know social security payments or something so it's like a beautiful thing, I like it I like it's, his whole I feel like uh, he, I think yeah the way he was describing it, it's like there, there's not like a woman that he has found that's going to sort of like understand this battle, this war he's on, right? Like he has no way to find this individual that's going to be in the background, but he's like, like he can't stand like, uh, Addy was missed this part. Actually. He's like, he can't stand stupid women. That's one thing. And then he's like, he had some other, he had some other features that were pretty much exactly what Addy would say. It's really funny. No, he'd rather Um, kill himself. And I liked his adventures. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, it's exactly. He's like, I'd rather kill myself than be with a stupid woman. Remember that? He was going to, going to different mountains and things, Mount Shushta, Mount Whitney, like seeing the faces, traveling all over, like investigating things. I thought it was really cool. I like him a lot. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, Addy, uh, you, you, uh, you, it's like, it's almost like your soulmate minus the, uh, maybe the war against the aliens and the moon bitches. Yeah, at one point, Sefi tried to set you up. Sefi, I don't think you have my best interests at heart if you're trying no, to... No, I, I said... You, uh, well, did I, did I try to set her up? No. Sefi, you want to set me up with like a 65-year-old man? No, no, no. I just think he a had... A 65-year-old like, schizophrenic? He had this kind of like soulmate vibe with you. Skip the schizophrenia mm-hmm. part, but the rest of it. I had to leave when he's talking, not because I dislike him. I think that he's like a great guy. But my uncle is schizophrenic, and it's just like a little, it like a, it's like a little too much. So, to go. Yeah. And every time tough. I came back in, he was still on it about the aliens. <laughs> my uncle ha- has like like his schizophrenic thing is also aliens. So I had to get out of there. But can you, can, are you unable to tolerate it normally? Like it's like it's too much, right? Um, it's just like. It makes what my mom this? very sad, so I just don't like. It's a point of contention in our family, so I just don't really like to hear yeah, about it. It usually is like with schizophrenia families. It's all there's always a massive like. It's such yeah, a it's, huge focus. It's like this burning ball of fire yeah. you can't ignore. Yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting. You know, it's so interesting actually that I just thought of <laughs> somebody that I know, um, that I like dated. He. So my, my uncle, my schizophrenic uncle is schizophrenic and bipolar. And he's like, he, he lives in Portland, Oregon. And he's um, like, he's been homeless, like in and out of like, you know, halfway houses and stuff like that. And then this guy, his uncle was also schizophrenic, bipolar and homeless in Portland, Oregon. How strange is that? Isn't that like kind of a weird little coincidence? We need to get this gentleman. We need to get open eyes to find your uncle and like take him under his wing, maybe. Like 27. Was the um, my who? 
Who are you talking about? That. What's his birthday? Is it on his the 27th? Oh, my, oh, I don't even know what his birthday is, to be honest. Oh, because but, yeah, the 27th this... would be, yeah, the thing about the 27th. That 27, not yeah. Good. I want to go yeah. back to the game. Yeah. That came out like a little sad croak. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Is the 27th good or bad, by the way? Just so they know. I think it's pretty bad for him. Like, for open eyes. It's very good for 27 cells. Anyway, so what's the next word? Um, Addy, do you want to come up with one? Addy wasn't here, I don't think. Were you here for the game? Well, not for the beginning of it, but like I All understand right. it. I'm not like a moron. Um, I kind of have a migraine though, so I need to like give me a second to think of a word. I mean, did you hear what we were doing though? Because I only just saw you join. Like, yeah, I like I understand right. the concept. <laughs> cool. I just didn't know when you joined. Can She's somebody... not some moon wind Lambo boy. She knows. Yeah, I'm no moon bitch. Um, can somebody else pick a word to start, though? Yeah, nobody did my word. It was the word was was cruncher. Well, I had I was thinking of something for that, but now I can't remember it. The thing is, I think with the last word, I sort of like like put a twist on bloat. And when I hear cruncher, like everything I think of is like a little creature. And I think it, I, I think I just associate it with the word too fast. Yeah, that's the that's the skill. It's like, can you take the sound alone, like divested of all the meanings or the the similar words? And yeah, can you like hear it alone, like almost as if it's in like an empty room, and you've never ever read a dictionary before, and you just don't know any words, and you're just like feeling it out as like a pure vibe, if you like. The thing about that word is that it's kind of like when I want to say it out loud, it's difficult to say and like and like to not say it in a British accent. Like it feels like it just needs to be said in your voice. But when I did hear it, I was thinking my first thought was a little creature. But then I was like, oh, maybe like it reminds me of some like disgusting little man or something. It like reminds you go me to a of bar and it, it's like, like just full of like crunchers or something. Like little gross men. I don't know. Like a crab claw, guys. Like a like the pincher on a crab. Like a Crincher, crab. Oh, pincher. so you took the I word crab one. and pincher and exactly. put them together. Can we um? Can we like change the the tense of the word like crinchered, crunching? Yeah, crinch. like 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 what Lu Quan did is the way to ruin the game. It's like taking crab and pin- pincer and combining them. Like that's the least creative, m- m- best way to ruin the whole fucking game. Make me go to bed. Um, well, I mean, but, it's it's the same thing as fucking saying, oh, well, cruncher, a uh, creature. Jesus yeah, fucking Christ, Lu Quan, you're just like your said. damn brother, Do Quan. Lu Quan, you fucking cruncher. You don't, fuck, man, god damn, all you fucking crunchers are the goddamn same. Fuck. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got one as well. Um, <laughs> I can't. JK is slowly melting Zara's heart. JK, Zara was not sure of JK, like I think last week. Now she's like, JK. he's warming up to him. It's funny, actually. I know, I What's up? I would say JK has probably understood this game the most so far because he's going for like pure vibes, like ordering shit mm-hmm. and, you know, like the, the fiffle fucking face and shit. I think he's getting it the most so far. Look, so when you sit in a truck for. 
10, 12 hours by yourself, you start random shit. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. I mean, it's not as fun as uh, JK's, but when you said about, like, think about it, just off the pure vibes of the word alone, I imagined, like, a mythical plant from the rainforest in an empty room, and it was growing in front of me, and then at the very top, there was, like, a tiny little bowl, and then, um, like, that grew out of leaves, and inside it, there was a perfectly, like, still and perfectly formed purple marble, and then this cruncher bird just, like, flew straight down and ate the marble like this cruncher ate the forest marble and i don't think you understand how much of a crunchy move that is because it completely ruined the vibe of that plant crunched it up so yeah never trust him okay what about you sprock what's the question sorry Uh, hold on jk so kate did you just arrive yes she did yeah sorry i was reading something well are you paying attention now then i'll explain the game again um so the game is somebody yeah, invents somebody invents a word like a brand new word that means nothing in a regular dictionary and has never been said before by a human. Um, words like fiffle or bunce or, or crimple or whatever the fuck else. Um, brand new words that have no known meaning. And one person says the word, they make up a word, they invent a word, and then the rest of the people try to define that word by telling a story involving the word. Right. So they they kind of wrap a story around the definition of that word. And then the game is like, who can come up with the definition that feels right? Or who can come up with the story that feels right? And then the group just kind of decides, it's like a democratic unit that, that hey, that, that is the right definition for, for crimple or whatever else. Um, and then we move on. And then maybe whoever tells the story that fits the most, that, that we intuitively feel fits the vibe the most, um, comes up with the next word. So what was the one we did just now? Crincher. The the image I get is like maybe in fifteen mm, hundreds or sixteen hundreds Austria or s- some kind of country near there, um, like you know um, what's that country Liechtenstein somewhere like that one of those kind of pokey um, countries with a load of like valleys and things in a country like that it's like if if a member of the the royal family or the noble bloodline is is shamed in some way they will be shared they will be like spared prison but they will be made to be put in a shed um so for instance like the the son of the king the king has like six sons and one of his sons does something shameful and um he bypasses the court like he's not convicted or hung or anything but he is forced to be inside a shed he's a, a special like wooden shed is made for him and he has to stay in there for the remainder of his life and like maybe be tied to a pole or something like that. He's got to stay in there. And there are like two little eye holes to look in the shed to check he's okay. And maybe like a little letterbox to to put in some gruel or some oats or something to feed him. But like you look inside and there he is like hunched over because the, the shed isn't like the full human height. It's only like, I don't know, like one and a half meters tall or something. So he has to like lean over like a hunchback to to be able to navigate the, the shed and like walk around in there and stuff. And and this man, like this this man who's been kept inside the shed for thirty years, this shamed son of the king, when you look at him, like he's 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 referred to as a crincher, and a crincher is like the shamed son of the king who's confi- confined in a shed um, for the remainder of his days in this darkened shed, like hunched over, his his whole body like curled up, 
almost looks like he has like very severe scoliosis or something but it's really just being confined in this in this shed that is like far beneath his height you know he's a he's a cringer he's a he's the shame son of the king if, if, I, I think that's the best one I'm not gonna lie. do you put yourself in that world when you explain this shit yeah you have to that's how you play Okay. Honestly, if I saw a Crincher, like if I saw the Crincher heart, I would like probably like throw rotten eggs and tomatoes at it. Yeah, I think there might be a day of the week where like half of the shed is opened up and he's tied to like his pole, and er- all the people of the village come round with their turnips and stuff, and they 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 lob them at the Crincher, Crincher, mm. Crincher. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time. He's a cruncher. He's a cruncher. They say like, oh yeah, only soft fruit and rotten food. Like that's all you can throw at the cruncher. But I remember one time, me and my friends, we got like this glass bottle from like the um from the glassware house, like that little hut with the old guy when he wasn't looking. Just grabbed it, and um when no one was looking, <laughs> we smashed the glass bottle over the cruncher's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's like his his hair is so fucking matted and his old clothes. He's not allowed to shower ever. He's just tied to the pole. He's he's barely alive. Like he's greasy and covered in mud and all this uh, like horrible residue of, of old fruits Mom, and vegetables. Mommy, mommy, look at the cruncher. Mommy, look at him. Mommy, you see him? Yeah, the, the cruncher serves as a warning too. Like like when when parents come up and throw the fruit, they're like. Don't you ever misbehave, otherwise you could be this guy. You could become a cruncher. And and like the kids have these rumors about the cruncher, like, you know, the cruncher once stared at me and that means I'm cursed. Do you know what I mean? They have these these stories about the, that you don't want to look directly don't in the eyes. Look at the cruncher. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, also what you're saying about him all being matted and fermented and stuff. Mm. One time when I was working in like the village bakery. Um, everyone was like talking about the cruncher because it was cruncher day um, and we actually ran out of yeast in the bakery which was obviously like you know a major problem because we had just, like 400 loaves of bread to give to the village so anyway I went over to the cruncher and I got a little butter knife and I just sort of scraped a thick layer of sort of grease and skin and dirt and dried food and fermented mm-hmm. mold and I just scraped it off the skin um, he was just, just sort of sat there in silence. I think he's sort of broken in the head. And then I sort of scraped into a little glass pot and I screwed on the little red striped lid, took it back to the bakery, and then I made the most beautiful loaves of bread anyone in that village had ever seen. And ever since then, everyone's been asking me, Zara, how did you make such good loaves of bread that one time? And I'll say, Oh, wow, what can I say? It's just the cruncher touch. Yeah. I think a big part of the cruncher is like he's completely dehumanized. Like he's no longer he used to be, say, called I don't know, Sam, the son of the king, or something. But his name is taken away. Like not only is he put in the shed, but his name and his identity and his humanness is all taken away. He's merely the cruncher. And like there could be many cruncher. They're all called the cruncher. Do you know what I mean? He's just like he's nothing anymore. He's 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 put there to waste away. The remainder of his days, no identity, no nothing, just just a fruit at. 
when when you picture the cruncher, picture something that looks kind of like Quasimodo, but with the short foot as well. So he's got one long foot and one yeah. short foot. But Quasimodo is what you want to picture. Yeah, this? like that. Cold so, up. so uh, thousands of scientists um, have been called together. There's this phenomenon in space um, that was recognized by. You know, a variety of kind of like astrologer types, they they got together and they happen to like have this shared dream uh, where there's supposed to be some object far off in space, like deep space. Uh, can't see it with the naked eye, can't see it with the modern telescopes at the time. But so many people have seen this in their dream that, you know, a commission was put together and universities were brought and brought to bear like thousands of scientists together and they're building this device um it's much like a telescope but it utilizes a variety of kind of like new techniques using um you know various uh you know particle accelerator techniques and this and that and this this magnificent telescope like object was designed to see far away to detect this astral object this thing in in deep space that nobody can actually identify they they kind of hear it in their dreams they kind of see it but they can't fully put the, they can't wrap their mind around it it's just there so this device um you know all these scientists came together they they've been building this thing you know hundreds of years go by they it's everyone's waiting for this thing to be put together and uh it, construction is nearly complete <clears throat> everyone gathers around this thing and um you know, everybody's getting ready to light up basically, you know, generators around the world are, you know, connected to the thing. It's just this huge enterprise, right? Um, you know, extensive time in the making. Uh, you know, they so many sacrifices had to be made. The, you know, trips to Mars or whatever the fuck had to be canceled. This thing was deemed to be like more important than all this. And so the main lead researcher, the main, you know, observer, the first man to sort of like look into this thing. He puts his hand on the last knob to focus in on this object. You know, it's, think about it as um, like a series of knobs. There's one called the the um, uh, Alineon. There's another one called the uh, uh, Gatticus. You know, and then there's this last one called the Crincher. The Crincher is that last knob that brings that bit into focus. It brings that astral energy where it belongs and um, ultimately ties all of these sort of like human beings these astral generators into the system and uh at the final turn of the uh crincher this um unbelievable uh object um deep in space was revealed to humanity um yeah so this this crincher is this kind of like this knob with like some like interesting sort of like it's it's not even just a regular knob it has like this gelatinous material on it such that you can really get a proper grip. You know, it's been designed with an extreme degree of precision. It's, uh, you know, I don't know, you call these neurons, you know, they, they're kind of like little little bumps on the thing, but a little gelatinous. It's it's made to kind of like really have a tactile feel so that when you focus in on this object, um, you can do it with great precision. This I is would love to eat it. Mm. I felt like that was a sci-fi novel, Sophie. Yeah, I was saying that in like... Yeah, Seth, you definitely watched this movie. Wait, which movie? I don't know. You tell us. Mm. Absolutely fantastic, Sefi. Thank you. Yeah. 
I think as as well, like often often a word, like one word feels kind of wrapped up when the group laughs. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's almost like the the laughter, the the intuition of the laughter is like a recognition that it's the right thing. It's an interesting thing. Um, like when I did this with friends, like I, I used to teach my like 12 year old friends to do this kind of thing. I remember like sleepovers and stuff. And it's like when we'd all laugh, it was like, yeah, that's the word. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the recognition of, of truth or something. It's quite interesting. Um, the laughter is like a, a signifier. And then we move yeah. on to the next thing. It's like wrapping up. That's the thing about being on Twitter space. It's like you can't see each other's faces. You can't hear each other laugh, really. You're kind of lucky if you hear a little laugh, even if we are all mm-hmm. laughing. Um, so that's why uh, in 17 weeks, me, you, Sefi, Addy, Kate, JK, Jonathan, Kerry, we're all going to go and we're going to get a big boat and then we're all going to live there. That would be nice. Mm. Does anyone have another word? Maybe you, Kate. Maybe you would like to come up with a new word. No, I, I'm not coming up with one. I'll come up with a definition. But I'm not creative like that. Okay, JK then. All right, we're going to add one to it. we got splong and split. You got to use both. How do you spell them? S, all right, splong, S, shit, that's a hard one, splong. S-C-H-P-L-O-N-G. And splick S P L I C K. Wait, can you just do one more so I can do my story? Because I think having three would be really good. Jesus Christ. Just trust right. the command. Splong, splick, and. Be careful. Split, splamp. No, there's too many S's. Yeah, yeah splamp, splamp. That works. Okay, I've got it. She splung on my split till I splamp. <laughs> Somebody's going to get perverted. Any other takers? The third one is hard, but splung is split. Mm. I think I might have to enforce a one word rule. It feels like one word. It gives the kind of freedom on the other side to define it more. Um, and, and two words kind of binds it up a bit. I don't know. I prefer one word personally. Okay, we'll go with splicks and splong sounds like slong too much. Yeah. yeah, I got one if you guys want to try one. Yeah. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Doquan Worship Club, hosted by John Bloom. That was part one of two or possibly three. We'll see how it goes. Recorded on Monday, September 19th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. I'm running out the gate, rapping, step up to the plate Represent the base when I'm rapping out my fate Used to play ball, now I'm sitting on the bench Like a mitt, like to play dumb, so you can't tell me shit Never gonna get me like a raise in your 50s And if we go drifting, you better whip it swiftly I'm on empty, feeling peppy enough to do a fucking barrel roll Running out of air like this planet isn't terraformed Looking terrible, like you need a breath Getting cancer from these wearables, feeling kinda blessed Tracking everywhere we go, error bar slow Here we are, so I guess we put the terror in the art show I'm not a leader but I'll lead if you mislead her While the creature comfort certified up in this teacher Feeling like a tenure isn't even needed Taking all that hunger trying to feed it Learning how to love life before we get to oh, yeah. it Rhythm
coming at me first You're gonna get it last Never mind the mass Time's velocity divided by the past Can't fight the facts Rhyming fast Lighting around in fact A little backhand Should straighten up these little rats You better pay attention to the dude that's spitting facts Everybody likes to rap about how they got no attachment Straight abandoned in the back of some shitty shack Learn how to eat from watching dogs fight over trash If you think I'm crass, brash, I'm being a little ass I'm feeling a little bashful about bringing the illest back It's like the virus brought the violence from the lowest to the highest And we all got super quiet like the Mayans And I don't even know where the fuck we go from here A bunch of long hairs, growing beards, not showing fear One step forward, taking two steps back And pray to your mother we don't hit a crack Spaces. <laughs>